BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God. Those expressions are comedic, little darling. If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin. And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts in before his get started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association. Voted the Todd Glass Show number one. So welcome to the show. Wow. Look who's here. Is it almost Dr. Kevin Sousa still? It is still almost Dr. Kevin Sousa. Yes. Talk it? louder. I can't hear you. When is yes. it doctor? I'm kidding. When, when will you be Sousa. a doctor? I've, I've finished all my coursework, which is good. Don't lie to me. I've finished all the coursework, <laughs> and I am in the process of writing a dissertation. Wow. What does that mean, you're writing a dissertation? Uh, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but it, it's um, um, I'm writing a dissertation about Wow. Dreams. So anyway, what I was going to talk about... No, no. That's a, that's <laughs> a joke. Dr- I make a lot of jokes. About dreams and early recovery of addiction to and drugs and alcohol. And that's what you chose to write about. Yes. Not what was asked of you to write No, we, we had to find a topic that's, that encompassed depth psychotherapy. Wow. Um, which is a Jungian school of, of, uh, of psychology. And um, dreams... Um, are good indicators when people are in their early stages of recovery of how their recovery is going. Their dreams? Mm-hmm. Especially when they have what's called using dreams, um, dreams about using drugs or alcohol. And we, I'm, I'm finding in some of the research, there's not a lot of it, which is why I'm doing it, um, that if you wake up um, in a panic, then you're probably working a really good program. If you've used cocaine or, or alcohol in the dream or it's a frustrating process to get those drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. and if you wake up with a sense of satiation or being satiated obviously um, um, then you probably need to look at what you're doing in your program because your your unconscious is being satisfied by having uh, drugs and alcohol um, in your dreams I know, and how many pages does it have to be? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, it has to be <laughs> That's all I know. 300 pages. I've had uh, dreams where, because I haven't had a cigarette in eight months, 
You still have that. That's and I've, I've had dreams where I've had one, and, what you, and then what I wake up and I feel so disappointed in myself. That's good. That means you're. Pro- that means you're not. That means you're working. You're. You're. You. You are consciously really. You've really consciously quit smoking cigarettes. I had a dream that I was smoking a cigarette last night, oddly enough. But you actually were smoking a cigarette. That's the difference. All right, let me, uh, let me, (laughs) uh, last, uh, we've known each other for a long time. I think a lot of our our, our regulars know that. But before I explain how we know each other, I do Uh want to say this. Please. Um, It comforts me. Because I know what it's like to listen to somebody talk about something, and you, they made a mis- they maybe legitimately made a mistake, or they, they said something, I say it as clear as I can, but maybe it came out wrong. Or maybe I'm just flat out wrong on something I said. Uh-huh. It comforts me to, to tell people, you don't have to sit in your house listening, getting frustrated. If you email me, I will read every single email. I don't always change my opinion uh, when someone emails me. But you know what's funny? When you give everybody's opinion uh, at the time of day, you end up changing your opinion yeah. a lot. Evolve. Evo- yes, and that's the funny thing that'll happen by my own choice. So uh, if you're, fr- if I say something and you send me a nice, kind email explaining something from another perspective, I'll read it. I'll be like, "Holy shit, that's a great point." I, I- so that that comforts me as I'm talking, because sometimes when you talk off of a podcast, you 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 can make different mistakes, but you get paranoid. When you're talking on a podcast or a radio show because you know it's, it's going out to other people. So you, you self-edit yourself. And mm-hmm. I think I don't want to do that. So saying what I just said will help me not self-edit myself. Good. Okay? Also, I thought about something on the way here. And I will ask you this question later. Talk about a tease. Okay. Um, I, thought, I said to Eric. Oh, by the way, Eric Olson is here. Also. Hi, Eric. Well, I think oh, they I figured that. Oh, you were talking. So they yeah, talked before. <laughs> so... Um, I thought, uh, we're hanging out, waiting for you to get here, and I said, uh, uh, you know what, if we have time, ask Kevin, and you don't need to answer it yet, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about it later, how, what he would tell his kids if they asked where we go when we die. Mm-hmm. And hypothetically, I thought somebody could go, well, what's a therapist? Why? I'll tell you why I want to know why, and that's also why I have you here today to talk about mm-hmm. a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to ask people's advice that are constantly being educated on how to look at things and hear things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I bet you get some good advice from those type of people. And that's what you do. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think whenever I have a problem in my life, it's not always a big problem about something that stemmed from when I was five. Mm -hmm. Some things are. Sometimes it's just... Uh, I'm, I'm, going, I'm about to have a conversation with someone, and I want to know, and you'll teach me some good things to say and not to say. Yeah. Listening. Remember, you know, um, so um, that's why I uh, like to have someone like that. I would want to hear your opinion because I feel it comes from a place of, you know, not because of what your parents taught you, not because of what you heard, because you educated yourself mm-hmm. and, you, and you, 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 know, you know about people's feelings and how to be heard and how to make people hear you and also how to listen and all those qualities that let someone come to an honest decision about something mm-hmm. as opposed to the opposite, what a lot of people do. But mm-hmm. I will ask you that later. If you Thank have kids you. and yeah. they were going to die, and the, what? If you had kids <laughs> and they want to know where they're going to go when they die, I'm going to ask you later, what do you tell them? Okay. I bet it's good. I bet it's good. <laughs> You're setting me up here. <laughs> no, no, no. So I think it is important, even though I'm dying to plow past it, right. uh, how we know each other. Yeah, and for sure. So the, the short story is, and like I said, a lot of our regular listeners might know, but um, you know, you were at a place editing back in the day when they edited, like, you know, 
whatever. It was high tech for then. It wasn't like they were, <laughs> it's not like they were cutting it and leaving it on the floor. It was all digital. Yeah. But you know, it was it was not not everybody. It wasn't on your computers yet. And you were editing. You you were in a band, yes. and your band was in there editing some stuff because yeah. the guy Robin that owned the editing studio also like was a manager for your, for your high school band managed you and did yeah. your sound at live yeah. events, and you gave me your card. Yeah. Final cut. Yes. Yeah, I still have it. <laughs> do you really? I do. I do. And I have you and Blake Wexler's. And Blake Wexler's, look, I taped it to the front of this. Oh, my God. Because I can't hilarious. get rid of it. And that's, that's, I don't know what that card is. But wow. anyway. Um, <laughs> Was uh, your band named Final Cut before the editing software or after? Before. Nice. Yeah. Right. Isn't that funny? Everybody. They owe you a piece. They do. They do. So you, you and then the, my friend's band, because I'm so excited to get to what we want to talk right, about. Right, right. I am doing the quicker version of this. Uh, you, you, my friend, it's my, my friends. Uh, I knew I was friendly with the people who own Smokey Joe's, yeah, which the Ryan's. is a bar in Philadelphia and a bar um, in Villanova. And um, they needed a band. I'm like, I, I was. I told them what happened. I was editing, blah blah blah. And I, I have their card, and you know they were good. Like yeah. I heard you guys rehearsing. Yep. And you guys got hired. We did. And there was a how old were you guys? Sixteen. I was sixteen. My first job uh, as a professional musician was in a bar at sixteen in yeah. downtown Philadelphia. My oh, par- your parents. My came parents down. loved you for that. By the way. Well, you know, oh, they, yeah, he said sarcastically. <laughs> I didn't know it was causing like every kid, like, oh, I don't, you're not playing at a college bar. Oh, my God. Dude. So, um, it was you guys great, did a great job. It was the greatest night of my 16 year old life. You, you were 16 me? years old playing in the coolest bar in it, Philadelphia, God, Smokey Joe's. Couldn't, I mean, couldn't even, I, I, I think back to that night and it's just, it's, it was, it's funny. Every, every gig. Did you hook up on, that night? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shut up. <laughs> so anyway, here we the go. The moral of the story is if you're a, a kid or a young person, get yourself some business cards. <laughs> it worked for Kevin and Blake, and Blake Wexler. Wexler. And we always say, I can't believe it was almost adorable you gave me a business card. Yeah. I think, oh, that, you know, giving business cards. That Well, it worked for you, too. It so did. It I'm did. still friends. With, I'm still, like, practically brothers with yeah, but Yeah, but I think the, the, the latter part of that story is, is that I wound up going to Villanova and worked for the Ryans for one of the Sousa brothers, worked for the Ryans for almost 15 years. Yeah. Because when what happened was Kevin, uh, I would hang out with, and then Kevin got to the point, you know, you, you can't hang out seven nights a week. Of course, I was, you know, <laughs> still able to. Yeah. And then the joke would become, oh, I'll be, you know, I, I started hanging out with Mike because he's your brother. He's like yeah. four years younger than yeah. you or five two, years. Two, two. two. So I started hanging out with Mike, and then they had a much younger brother, like 10 or 12-year gap. And I go, yeah. oh, one day I'll be calling, hello, is Peter there? And it, it and happened. It did happen. It happened. <laughs> he was seven years not younger. E- not, even, not even a joke. I became yeah. really good friends with you Peter did. when and he was friends. about 21 and all his friends. Yeah. And I was at that time. I had to be like thirty-three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. I loved it. It was Smokey Joe's. <laughs> I loved it. Those anyway, nights, those nights were pretty fun. I'm actually putting. Uh, so anyway, um, I got. I'm, I'm. I'm promised by the end of this, you'll be so proud of me, both of you. I'll. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm proud I'll, of the glasses you're wearing. You, the, thank you, you. you. They do look really good on you. Well, you know, I. I do need them to read, but I put them off. Put it off for a long time. Know, man. But anyway, so. Uh, but, but it's fun. I think you should accept the compliment because they do look really yeah. good. Thank you. Right? Yeah, they, they suit you. I'm like a professional. You do look I good. Put, I'm like uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. Mm. <laughs> I put my glasses on to say something. By the way, I love Lawrence O'Donnell. Um, so I'll go long, and then I'm going to listen. Okay. But I'm gonna, it's a little bit of a, a, a rant before, and then and then Eric's heard some of it, and then I will listen, and it will turn into a dialogue. Okay. If not, I'll be disappointed with I'm myself. Here. So we got an email from someone who was referencing when I bring up the word using retarded okay. as an adjective. Mm-hmm. Is that the right, as, as an mm-hmm. adjective? Mm-hmm. And I was going to call them. They were very nice. They emailed me. And I'll tell you why I think this is important. 
and why I don't think it's just about the word saying the word retarded. Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes I think if I beat this to death, no. To me, w the word retarded is just what we're discussing. Even if all, even if there were, you know, or whether they're using, you know, a, a gay as an adjective, mm -hmm. even if there were no more mentally challenged people, no more gay people, no more transgender people, the problem would still be there. This is just the problem at hand. And the analogy I came up with would be like, if you are, you know, punching or go over to your neighbor's house and you punch a car with a, you know, you take a baseball bat and you beat the shit out of your neighbor's car with it, and then they just sell both their cars. They don't want cars anymore. Problem solved? No. The problem is your temper. Mm -hmm. And if you, to me, I want to lower my tone, it, it, it will always be something. If you don't understand, and that's why you're here today, why mm -hmm. that word, you're, you, the, I don't know where to start with somebody. And... I've tried to compare it to other words in the past, and the, I think that's the first thing that I have to do when right. they use that word is say, well, what do you think of the words in the past that use people's being as adjectives? Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and I have to say the vile words. You can't buffer them right. in a conversation like this. You have right. to show them for the uh, – some, some are easier to say than others. Mm -hmm. But Jew me down. Mm -hmm. Now, if I said to someone, how, how are you at Jew me down? Well, if they said – I'm okay with it. I was okay with that, too. Then I go, oh, at least you're consistent. But most right. people go, oh, you can't compare it to Jew Me Down or N-Rig. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying that person, you know, you fixed it cheaply, no, I'm going to pick a group of people right. that perceived. Or Jew Me Down or, 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 uh, or gay as an adjective. Now, mm -hmm. some people would say and it's not words like fag because fag was never used as an adjective. That's just a horrible word. But I only want to use words that were – what people say is I would never go over to anybody and say I would never use retarded to a retarded to a mentally challenged person. Right. We get that. Right. We get that. So get that out of your head. Mm -hmm. We get that. But we're saying is it okay to even use as an adjective? And the thing that that I get a little upset with when someone starts with this is when they tell me words I'm using that are bad. Because the answer to that is I'll stop using more words too. I'm not, you're not going to corner me. And I know there's an aggression in my voice. In other words, I know that's not what they think they're doing, but right. I think it would be in everyone's best interest. Don't, don't do it that way. You have to know that if somebody says, Hey, don't say ain't. And they're being nice to you with no tone. I don't think it's in your best interest to go, well, you forgot to say please two weeks ago. Or, well, they're separate issues. Mm -hmm. So don't think that I'm done growing. Let's talk about this word, not other words. Or, well, stupid used to be a word. That's a great conversation for another time. But today, I just want to talk about that you don't realize that using that word affects you more, not you, but whoever uses it, more than you realize, more than you realize. There's no way you're out of touch with that. There's got to be some other things you're out of touch with, too, even good, decent, kind people. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to start with what you said casually a long time ago to the surf. You were giving surfing lessons to someone? I was out in the ocean surfing with some guys, and um, some, some of the younger ones were dropping dropping some pretty crude language and and like you know and that look let me let me preface this by we live in america you are free to say whatever you want to say right you have the freedom to do that right, that's get, but ahead, you, but, ahead, you, but you know, those choices and those words that you use have consequences not only for yourself but for the people that you're with um i and i i told this kid he's, he's i think he said called something retarded and and i just kind of and he kept he said it it wasn't just once it was more and I think a lot, it's also I get from 
from the context of what is being used and how I feel somatically, like how my body responds when I hear somebody. Like if somebody said, for some, and I, I'm not excusing it in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying when somebody says something's retarded and it's 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 kind of like tossed aside, like that's that's bad. But like when somebody's like that's so retarded, like like with anger, like I, I can feel it in my body sometimes. I just turned to him and I was like, so you know, I just want to let you know, I, you know, you're a little younger that that a lot of people are offended by that. Well, why he's, well, why the fuck is that? He, he said to me, I said, well, there's a whole class of people or a group of people that, that are, that are, that are not suffering. Suffering is the wrong word that were born a certain way and they really can't help it. And it, it, it denotes some, um, less than type of a feeling in them. And I said, and the other thing is, is that I just want you for when you talk with people outside of maybe surfing, like this maybe, is the part that I like. Maybe in outside, like if you're looking for a job and you're in a job interview and you drop that word, like there's a good chance you're not going to be hired, right? And and can I can I interject real quick? Right. I think even outside of a job interview, because I know someone's listening, going, "Well, I wouldn't say that a job interview," but I think people look when when people take off their boxing gloves. I'm going to address something you just right. said. When I say take off your boxing gloves, because I've been there, I've, I've wanted to be right even when I knew I was wrong. Right. Somebody said something in a relationship early on, and I've been there. I get it. Let's not do that now. Mm-hmm. Let's let's not do that now because many people go, oh, I don't use that unless I know. You everybody sloppily. If you use that word, you right. sloppily use it. You could be at a picnic, so you might not be at a job interview with a suit sitting across right. from. I use that, that, I use that, that word. to amplify, but it. you will use it in other casual situations. Where you don't realize that someone will cap you. Isn't that what you said? They'll cap mm-hmm. you. The, you're, no, you're going to cap yourself by using yeah, language. Intelligent like that. people will be less likely to think highly mm-hmm. of that's you. What, that's what I said. I said. I said. There's. There's. You're going to cap yourself at about about who's going to take you seriously, right? Like who's going to um, treat your words um, honestly and uh, forthright, right? Like like otherwise, if if you're dropping. Um, diction that is that is lower, right? Then you'll be perceived as lower, and some of your thoughts and some of your ideas may be passed up as. Well, what does that guy know? What he's talking about? He's he's saying that he's saying things are retarded. Like that, just and you're making people around you like and you know. Of course, some people use it to make people get a reaction out of people, right. and that's a whole different thing. But yeah. but and and I think even more deserving than maybe ain't or or words like that because I would forgive that. More than this. This is, you know, using verb. And by the way, we could talk about all the stuff we're saying that everybody already knows. I want to chew up why it's I don't like when people go it's sensitive. It's not sensitive. Sensitive is if you pour water on your hands and it breaks out, you have sensitive skin. I don't have a problem calling myself sensitive. Some of my emotions just not when it's not sensitive. If you pour water on your hand. And you break out, you have sensitive skin. Right. But if you poured gasoline all over your hand and it broke out, someone wouldn't go, "Oh, you have sensitive skin." Yeah. Be like, "No, it's yeah. that's what that's what." When you no one stop with the sensitive. Like, try not to try not to say that. Try to today look at it like, and for the first time, I'm imagining who's listening to this. Try not to think of other words that are wrong, or try not to go to a place of try to soak this in. Try not to go to you can't say anything anymore. Defend it because it's right, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful way to communicate. Like, sell it. Don't just come up with other things. If you're sitting in your house and you have your earphones in, and you're someone that goes, "I want to use that word," so let's start and, with. And I'm glad you started your story by saying that this is America. You can say what you yeah. want because they try to disguise their. Um, they they try to pretend like we're attacking freedom of speech. No, and no one is Dude, suggesting anybody, that you should you, go to jail for no. what you say. Or no. and that's I feel, I feel that's the argument they have subconsciously because they don't want to chew up 
Let's just discuss it because like, I've said Dude, this a million times, and I'm the... glad I brought it up again. I'll make this really quick. Yeah. That with that to start this podcast off with this off with that. No one wants a court order against it. Nobody wants. I just we're not writing legislation. No. If I speak and everything we say today makes you want to change, just like if you went to therapy with your significant other, you learn about each other, you learn then change. But no, no one, no. So just today's all about discussing uh, and and talking about it. And then you, if you, if it changes your opinion, that's great. If not, no, okay. Look, the bottom line: words and actions have consequences. And if you're going to choose to use certain words that are out on the fringes, then you're going to get a reaction from people that you're around. And so, you know, one of the four agreements from that book, I forget, Cleo, I think I'm not sure who wrote it, um, is be impeccable with your words, right? And it's just, it's just a good habit to have, like. Think about how many wasted words people say every single day, right? Without meaning, without depth, that that are just nervous chatter or just mm-hmm. like talking to hear themselves talk. Um, if you slow down and really choose your there, cer- certain clients and patients that I work with, I tell them, I say, practice this: count to three before you talk. Count to three before you talk, because they run on they they're, they try to get their thoughts out so quickly that they don't what's called differentiate, right? Like separate your thoughts from your feelings so if you're constantly talking all the time your feelings are just rushing out of you like count to three differentiate think you, you separate your feelings into your thoughts and then make an informed statement the difference between um reacting and responding yes yes but i found that the, there's a lot of backlash for that too if I take the time to just really think about it not react to choose my words and respond to people go hello like, hello, are you scared to say something? And I go, well, yes. So hold, please. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, hold on. Let Especially me, let me, with dating. <laughs> well, I have it even happen with you sometimes. Yeah. Where I'm like, just, maybe there's an in-between there. But hold on, I don't, I want to lose my track. Because I have a very specific thing that I want to leave feeling fulfilled about this word. Good. And also I want to say, it's not about offending people. Because, Look, there's certain people you might offend, and I have to go. I look, my choice isn't to offend anybody. If I could, you know, make people change, I don't want to offend someone. That's not my goal. I don't think it's cool to 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 challenge somebody. Um, so there'd be certain people that were offended. I'd be like, hey, well, that's fine, you know. We, but I don't want to. There's still, I think there's a lot of good people that use that word. If they hear the right turn of phrase, will go, oh my god. But it, I don't think it can be because. Uh, we talk about, hey, you got to choose your words. I'm not, I'm not, we can't get to where I want to get unless you said what you're saying. Right. So I don't think I'm defining what you mm-hmm. said. It, but it has to be, I think we have to go back. Where do you start? Like, I don't know most people. That, it, it, let me ask you this, because I've never, it, it, is it, it is the same as using those other words I said that we've moved past. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the, the bottom line is that. Is it the same as saying gay instead of lame? I think so. I believe so. So the person isn't sensitive that heard that why is that wrong how can you explain it more factually why is that wrong language is evolving right and so every day words fall in and out of the but why is it wrong language. to use the word retarded you're not using you would never go up to a mentally challenged person and say it instead of saying clumsy you want to say retarded let's move to to even uh uh to uh gay you know mm-hmm. uh instead of saying that's lame you just want to say it's gay how mm-hmm. do you explain to somebody See, I think I know, but I've heard myself say it a million times. I want to see what someone else's opinion is. I'll go last here. But how do you explain to someone not that words mean something? They know words mean something because they put that together. They go, I know words. It's all intent. It's all this. Is there any sort of, not scientific, but way to break that down? 
why using someone's being as an adjective is not right. Well, it's it's class. It's a gen- hasty generalization, right? To slander something or slight something as less than, right? So you're essentially making something feel bad about itself, and and it's just like. Just like when you care about something, it's reciprocal, right? When you hate something, it's reciprocal too, right? Like when somebody says those words, the N-word, retard, gay, faggot, like I, I feel there's part of me that feels like, ooh, like it just and, – and to my point, language is evolving, right? Everything's changing all the time. We are constantly in a state of movement and changing. And you can either evolve with society and culture and, mm-hmm. and move with what educated and intelligent people are doing. Or you can stay back and put your flag in the ground and be like, I'm going to stay right here. And you end up most of the time just coming in last. And I think that's why maybe a lot of those people that say freedom of speech. I, I have a theory. If you, there's two ways to change your verbiage. One, because from your heart, you went probably the better way to go, oh, my God, I can't believe I ever used that word. There are people that used all those words that look back now, are able to laugh at themselves and go, oh, my God, I used to throw that word around. I did with the word retarded. Yeah. Someone explained it to me. I understood. There's a lot of people that stopped using that word that went, you know, that, that are good people. But the, the – hold on. The thing that, that I think that bothers me is that they don't even chew it up. In other words, they're either searching a lot of times subconsciously. I'm not. I don't want to be bullying somebody that's listening because they're not going to get them to change that yeah. way. But they're searching for something you did wrong. And today we hope we can bypass that. I've asked people not to just defend it for being great speech. But I don't feel like they chew it up. Even like it's one thing if you eat some spaghetti and you don't like it, mm-hmm. and then you could go, "Ah, oh, this spaghetti sucks." But you do look a little. If you're just the spaghetti's in front of you, you're not eating it, and you're just going, "I don't like it." Well, you're not even trying. To understand. And that's what I think a lot of people are just fed up right away instead of going, wait, I've heard that word's bad a lot. But some people stop saying it because of they're from their heart, mm-hmm. like we just mentioned. Other people stop because they had to publicly. And I think those are the people that end up the most angry. I think when you hear someone that says you can't say anything anymore, it's because they didn't drop, let's go far back, NRIG or Jew Me Down. Mm-hmm. Let's not go too far back. They didn't drop Jew Me Down because, oh, my God, you can't say bargain. I can't just pick mm-hmm. a group. I was embarrassed I used to use that word. I was young. That, they just dropped it because of the pu- they can't say it in public anymore. Right. I think they're the ones that end up the angriest. Well, it, it, does that it, make sense? What I, I just I said, do, I do, and especially, but if you, and especially if you shame somebody about it, like if you shame somebody about it, what's going to happen? They're going to dig their heels in, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, that's I. You can't you can't tell me what to do or what to say, right? Whereas if you exp- my, it's if you tell them like what happened when they when they state that, be like, you know, that's just not. I don't think that's cool, right? Why say, say it if you want? I'm just saying you can like when when I hear that word like it hits me somewhere right and it just makes me feel gross. You can continue to use it, but I'm just telling you in my company like I don't dig it, right? And then you give them that emotional ball event. You can't be made what wrong. What if somebody asks you to explain why it's bad? If somebody goes, you got their ear. They go, wow, that gives Kevin a stomachache. Why does it again? Give you a because stomach I think ache? you're classifying an entire per, like realm of person to make to be feel lower than you, less than you, right? So you're 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 looking down on somebody or something and and they're not they're not up to who you are right so you're you're doing it to to climb a ladder and be over them or like the, or and and classify them as less than right so i don't like when people judge other people it and is make most them, of the time and make judging. them feel less than right so but but here's the thing again 
we live in a very special place where you can say whatever you want. So if you want to continue to say that, that that's fine. But yeah. I'm, I'm not a cop, right? Like I believe that. But again, there are going to be consequences at some point in your life yeah. with, with with how high you're going to go with that mentality, with right. that use of choice of diction, and how you've evolved around your language, right? Well, yes, that that's why today, you know, I like to keep repeating. This is not about because mm-hmm. first of all. In all fairness, I don't think most people ever say they want, uh, you know, you can't say anything anymore. I think people are confusing that there's more people to react now. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people had emotions. Technology has brought us closer to people's emotions that yes. never got a voice before. Right. And when you go to therapy, you learn about your significant other. And hopefully, if you want to, you have a better relationship. Yeah. So this is not a new thing. It's just no. a lot of people have a voice now. And that's a good thing. Right. But when... When... Um, but but I think where you're going with this is like the righteous indignation, right? Like it's like, well, just slow down. Like we, I don't, I don't think shaming somebody about using a word is the way to approach it. I think it's like when when you're in somebody's company and they say it, you just like, hey, you know what? I don't appreciate that in my company. Like you can, you're free to say it, right? But it, but when you say that, like something in me feels icky. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and you know, what? I don't even have to explain it to the person. Like it's like, well, how about when you're with friends? You know, certain people have, are in friends and they're not in a business related, you know, where it would be yeah. like that. When two friends are talking, again, and I think only later when I re-listen to this, will I, you know, when you're, you're always thinking, do yeah. I keep going back to something necessarily or unnecessarily? Right. I think it does go back to trying to, the, what you hit on before, I liked, because it, 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 as far as like, yeah, you're, you're, instead of saying clumsy, you're deciding, I'll just say retarded people because they're clumsy. No. And I think... If you take your boxing gloves off and you just hear that, Kevin, here's the truth. I find it crazy that some really intelligent people, and here's what I'm glad I wanted to bring the specifics up. Forget about for a second when people bully someone into it. Like, you can't say that word. I know that probably happens. But let's use a little irony here, and I I hope this is funny because I think it is. Okay. I don't think that's the norm. That doesn't mean I don't think it's happened. Where somebody goes to correct somebody for something about transgender or don't use that word retarded, right. and they yell aggressively. Of course that happens. And no, that's therapy 101. You can't, I make that mistake and I'm constantly working on it, Not to, especially when it's talking to another person. Right. Sometimes in the podcast, you yell what I say into the air. <laughs> Even that, I'm second guessing. But to another person, of course not. But I think it is very, very, very important to wallow in a different situation that happens a lot. Because someone that tends to care, especially when it's a white male, let's say, the easiest, uh-huh. you know, goes up to someone and says, don't use the word, I'd rather you not use the word mentally challenged. Or, you know, they want to be called she. Or, or It doesn't sound like that person would do it in an aggressive way. Hey, asshole, that person doesn't like to be... I bet it's like this. When a little kid says, Daddy yelled at me, and then you happen to overhear from the other room, he felt yelled at. It could be literally... It's his experience. Yes, you can't have a totally. cookie. And I think that happens a lot. And I'll tell you why I think it's important to address that more than anything. Because, of course, if somebody's... Maybe the verbiage is 100% dead wrong. You still have to approach somebody kindly. And I think when people are approached kindly, they still act defensive. Right. So I don't want to wallow in that too much because I do. I think it's like, well, you didn't have to yell at me. Really? Who goes around yelling at people? Respect, tra- yeah. hey, respect, trans. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but here's the, but here's the thing: is that y- it's keeping your side of the street clean, right? Like, then it's on them. Like they, they, they may feel guilt and shame around that, but at least it, you're not coming from a like, like an aggressive like. But dude, I've seen people be like, you, you, "How dare you use that word?" Right? Like, 
That's not going to achieve where I've, I've heard it out in conversation before straight up have heard it have heard that happen. Well, look, I again, there, there's always no matter how right you might think you are, you still approach someone with kindness. Right. But, but I still think that the, the thing is a million ways to try to explain to people like, yeah, that that you, you can't because to me, it's like if you said to somebody, well, why don't instead of saying Jew me down, right. why don't you say bargain? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's hard for me to role play this and not have someone think, "Oh my God, I just it clicked for me." You're saying, and and, and you decide who the the aggressor or the bully is here. Right. Um, hey, why don't you just use the word bargain instead of mm-hmm. "jew me down"? Yeah. No, I want to pick a group of people that I perceive are, that bargain a lot. Dude, I'll, I'll even I'll even well, wh- I'll even tell, I'll even tell you something I heard the other day, and it, it, it this even like it speaks to a different. I don't mean to be snobbish about it. it, like my old lady. When you hear somebody say like, "Oh, my old lady," like, what do you, th- what is it, what is that, what is, what do you think when you hear that? You know what? You know what I mean? Like, and that, that to me is like, I look at the, I look at the person, I'm like, that's dude, a great one, dude, really, my why? old lady? Why? Because like, you know what's like, funny? The others I can sort of explain. <laughs> dude, why is that? I don't know. Why, and that one just seems to be like got, I'm so, with you. like, like really? it speaks to like possession, uh, um, um, uh, just, just d- downgrading. Femininity, like you are my old, la- like just like just cr- just, and I hear dudes, educated dude, like people like drop it. I'm like, what did you just like? Where? What? What, what century is this? That's dude? like when I hear someone still use the word chick. Yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But again, this this is not about. I don't want to ever feed the appetite of. Uh, discussing whether you should or shouldn't be able to say it. You know, same thing with comedy. I go, I, it's like when somebody says, you know, if your mom corrected you to say, you know, you're inhibiting my speech. You know, people right. go, you're, you're, what about my freedom of speech, people say. What about my freedom of speech? But I think if your mom corrected you on don't say ain't, she's not trying to inhibit your speech. No. She's trying to make your speech Dude, beautiful. Say, it's what she's you trying say to, to make your speech beautiful. It's what you say to, like, there's primitive phrases and words, right? So I would say, use your words. Like, use your words. Not your trite expressions of emotionality or feeling like use your words use your well thought out right and higher regions of your brain <laughs> words describe how you feel why why is that retarded right it's stupid because right it the 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 the, the door slammed on my hand right that hurt you know as opposed to, it's not well, retarded what, don't they, what do you think they don't understand when you say you're, you're just you're you're, like with the gay thing, like they go – and first of all, look, I think you have to think of the opposing opinion so much and, and sort of combat it a little bit. You have to guess what people are going to say. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that you have to combat is, well, I grew up, everyone said it. No one – let me ch- take the tone out of my voice. You don't even have to tell me why you use that word. Right. I'm gonna, I know why you use the word. And I don't think the discussion is why did you use that word. Maybe you grew up, everybody said it. Every fucking person in your neighborhood said it, so you said it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And you say it's all in the intent. Some people will say that. And I never know how to combat that. Well, it's your intent. Well, hold on then a second. I'm not criticizing anyone why they used it. I used it. But once you hear logically, calmly, like, hey, that you're using that person to describe a negative thing, right. and that's not their best quality about yeah. them even. Yeah. It, one, of the, one of the side effects of that is, is you were – so. but once you hear it and then you still do it, 
your intent is bad now, in, in my mind. If you did it, so no one's saying, why did you use it in your neighborhood? And I feel that's what, a, 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 yeah, it's hard not to be aggressive, but I also want to be honest. And this is not a therapy session with, where there could be different rules we can break in here. Right. And I think people do go to, well, it's all in the intent. And then you go, well, wait a second, I'm now explaining it to you. And they spend a lot of time wallowing in so they don't have to defend that it's great language. And the other one that I think they try to get involved with is, well, talking about in their – I grew up, everyone said that word. And, Kevin, it brings a rage out in them. We go, can I, can I just show you the rage off to the side here <laughs> once? Every, no one's asking you why you used to use it. If anyone asks, I'll defend you. I'll go, they grew up in that neighborhood. Everybody fucking said it. There's nothing odd that they use those words. Nothing. There's nothing odd that you use the word retarded. Everybody said it when you were younger, and you never knew it was wrong. It's right. perfectly fucking normal to use the word retarded. And then you change. Yeah. No one, if somebody, if I was on this show going, why would anyone use that word? Then email me that. Well, I grew up in a neighborhood or this. No, now things, so you say it's all intent. So I think if you take the boxing gloves off and you sit in your house and you go not think of words that I said that were bad, send me them later. I'll drop other stuff out of my verbiage. If I want right. to keep growing, but go, yeah, what you? I think you should be a little nervous if you can't get to a place, and I mean this with no no sarcasm. A little nervous right now if something doesn't click and go. Of course, I. Oh my, of course. Because this is going to affect you and so affect you in so many yeah. other ways other in life, ways of your life. Yeah. with your children, with you know, your I was, wife. I was just thinking, imagine imagine you're reading a novel, right? And there's a certain character, like authors would use character, like uh, this diction to show the character is more primitive than than a higher functioning character. Think about the words you would use: retarded, the n word, Jew down. Um, old lady, like like you, if you were to say like those were those were the 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 cornerstones of his his of his vocabulary. What would you think of that character? You know, well, some people wouldn't. I guess they wouldn't think anything bad. Okay. I think the question we're asking is: we know that with certain people in society, they think that that type of verbiage says a lot about you. But now we have a lot of other people that say. I don't think that verbiage says anything about me. I would never go up to a mentally challenged person and say it. I would never go up to a gay person mm -hmm. and say, hey, you're gay. I use it as an adjective. That's different. I have to speak for them here today. Otherwise, they're going to sit in their house, the people who use that word, and feel like nobody spoke for them. Yeah. And I think they're not – they know that a lot of people think that that's not, right. you know – there's a lot of things I grew, but there's that, a lot of things that I grew up with that I've that I have grown but the old, grown past yeah. right or evolved out of right? I, but I think it's hard for a lot of people to ever admit that they were wrong by the way right when people use that word they know what they meant that look I'm gonna go this is remember I said I'm not gonna edit myself on a podcast yeah. because here's you you just hope you're saying it right when you're dealing with these issues and you say something a little off it can borderline you're mm -hmm. trying to have an intelligent conversation and all of a sudden you say the most ignorant thing in the midst of what you're trying to be as intelligent you call some not you anybody who does that right. when you we know why someone calls somebody retarded we know why somebody calls somebody fag and you know why someone uses the n-word on someone you're, you're trying to say you're despicable you're disgusting and you and, and you're fucking gross you're less than me just like an n just like uh, that just like yeah. the n-word yeah. that's what you're saying and instead of just finding all those adjectives yeah every time you use that word it's like saying and i do i like to make the person that's using it with maybe taking the tone out of my voice a little I'm telling you, if you listen to what you're saying, someone's saying, hey, instead of saying gay, uh, just say lame. That's what you mean. Mm -hmm. And they go, no, 
No, I want to pick people that I think are lame. That's why gay meant for a movie. I mean, gay people were lame. Gay people were weird. Gay people were different. So it was a perfect adjective. It was a perfect adjective to use because it meant... Everything gay people are, you, everyone knew right away what you meant. It's gay. It's like, ugh, it's weird, it's different, it's uncomfortable. It, it stood for so queer. many things. It's queer. But you're, yeah. you're asking someone that uh, doesn't use logic that well to make a conscious choice about what they're saying. They don't want to. Well, well hold on. And that's no, why no, they get on. capped by intelligent right. people. They go, okay, they, well, they don't that, have the ability, or they would. Right. Well, I'm hoping... That there are people, if they hear it right and calmly enough, look, people miraculously change all the time. Okay. So that's yeah, the good I, news. I, that's I the have. good news. I but have. I think what Eric brought up is a really good point. And I realize that I'm at, a lot of times to discuss it. That's why I didn't call this guy on the phone. And he couldn't have been nicer in the mm-hmm. email mm-hmm. because I don't have the education to have this discussion. And, and here's my point. If... You say, and this was a commercial, but it never soaked in like it should have because it's a powerful message. And if you're not bullshitting yourself, mm-hmm. it'll make a point. Mm-hmm. But you know what I love when no matter which way someone answers you, they're both wrong. Uh, you'll understand what I mean in a second. Okay. If you said to somebody, if your name, instead of saying, I know people are one step ahead of me. They go, we've heard this. We've heard this. I, heard, I, I hope I put a little more of a slant on it. Okay. So if you're one step ahead of me, people listening, just maybe at the end I take it a different direction. Because we've heard this. It was a PSA. What if your name was synonymous for loser? So if everybody at your job, instead of saying, I'll use you for instance, mm-hmm. instead of saying you're never... How do you say it? You're never going to amount to anything. You, you've, you've peaked. You're not. You're just like sort of a schlub of life. And that's instead of that, they go, oh, you're a Kevin Sousa. <laughs> and what, you listening right now, picture if that happened to you, whoever you are with your headphones on right now, picture that that was going around the office. You heard one day, you overheard in the other room, and you even maybe approached a coworker and you go, can I ask you a question? Is, what, when someone said you're whatever the person that Kevin yeah. Sousa, what, what did that mean? And, and please don't bullshit me. And you bowed your head and you had to go. <laughs> it, it means you're a, like a guy that's not going to go anywhere and you're stuck at a dead-end job and you just you're, every part of your life sucks. Now, I asked somebody, would that hurt your feelings? And wait a second before you answer. Because if you say yes, that would hurt my feelings. Well, that's a great reason to now go, oh, my God, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I would say just couldn't they say loser? Couldn't mm-hmm. they say all those adjectives, not make me stand for all those adjectives? And if you're sitting there right now, you're going, no, words don't. It wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me. Here's I'm going to lower my tone now. Let yeah. me just get this final thought out. Stop. The best news in the world would be if you went, it would bother me. You might be able to rise above it. You might have to go consider the source. But that doesn't mean the the time it would take to get you there that would hurt in your side a little bit. And if it wouldn't, if you're genuinely sitting with your earphones on right now listening to this going, it wouldn't hurt me. I mean... With, with, to, to everyone in my family's health, if yeah. that means anything, no sarcasm. You need to be – there's other good emotions that aren't getting in. There's no way I – know, I know you probably think, well, that's a good thing. It wouldn't bother me. No, it's, that's the sensitive. It should bother you. That's the good news. If somebody makes you synonymous for everything bad and it hurts your feelings, thank God. Otherwise, you're numb. Now, it doesn't mean it, it hurts and that sucks. So you think, well, wouldn't it be good if it didn't bother you? No, because then there's too many other good things not getting in. Yeah. 
So if you're sitting home and you played that role play and you made pretend you were somewhere at work, not just knew my theory and blocked it off. Did you really walk through it? Mm-hmm. Think what your aspirations are. Make this, make this specific to you. Think about whatever you want, whatever your dreams are in life, and may pretend your name became synonymous for not being able to live those dreams. Yeah. And it was true. It's not me doing a bit, not a scenario that Todd Glass. This happened. You may pretend that happened. And if you don't get to a place, there's some other things. Yeah, that have not to be only dealt would with. it affect you personally, it would affect everybody that knows and loves you as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That would. Break Could you imagine my heart. how the rest of the Seuss's would feel if Kevin Sousa was anonymous with right. all those things? My you friend said? is a little different, but yeah. No, I'm just no. <laughs> that that that's no. Yeah, that's a great point, Eric. A really good point. No, that's a, it, it is because it, that's exactly what happens, mm-hmm. and sometimes it is hard as we change. That's why that argument I don't like. They go, I would never say that to a. Oh, but you don't care that maybe uh, parents of someone mentally challenged might be here, or right. a brother, mm-hmm. or friend or and they and they do say it but they always say that they wouldn't i would never say that if uh, you don't why say it that's like saying you know um just because you don't say something i don't want you to stop saying it Be- say it i'm saying if it's right then say it more no. i don't want people to stop saying it because they cower and are forced to stop saying it so when you say oh i would never say it around other people why are you why don't you be be who you are say it if you're proud of it say it don't limit it Kevin's point about how uh, when you hear certain words, it kind of like it hurts in your yeah. stomach. And it reminds me of uh, the Maya Angelou quote where she says, people won't remember what you said yeah. or what you did, but people will always remember how you made them feel. That's, that's it. And if you're someone that every time you come around, you make me feel nauseous, uh, you're not going to be coming around. No. Yeah. And again, it doesn't mean... People go, well, you're going to offend somebody no matter what you do. This is the specific thing that I want to wallow in. Mm-hmm. Just don't offend the, 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 the kind, nice people. This is a right. There are certain things. Here's what I'm trying to say. There are certain things to go, fuck that group. I'm sure a lot of great comedians and philosophers, there's a lot of brilliant philosophers that probably annoy a lot of people. Yeah. But... Hopefully but what about, when history writes itself, yeah. they'll be they'll about, be offending the people that needed to be offended to change. This is not the group. It is not for mentally challenged people or gay people or transgender people or, or, or Jewish people to get over it. Right. If it was, I'd say it. I have no problem if it was the other way around. If somebody go, oh, I'm offended. Oh, relax. I, I'm not saying I'm above that. I can still relax to someone, but this isn't the time. Right. That's what it is. So don't use it. Don't wait till someone on Twitter next week goes, oh, my God, you can't say someone's wealthy anymore. Now you have to. Okay, that's absurd. But that's not the words we discussed here today. Don't go to a hypothetical that's easier to argue. Oh, you soon you're not going to be able to. If we didn't discuss it, don't go to a hypothetical. That's what, you know, oh, next year I heard I heard him. You can't say this. Well, not on this show. We, we, we talked about specific words. Don't go to other words where you can argue your way out of it. We just talked about the words we talked about. And again, I want to be very clear with this. There are people that are offended, and I don't give a shit. But I'm telling you, this is not the groups that we just mentioned to say, oh, we'll tell them to get over it. We'll wait till it's their job to get over it. Right now, it's your job to get over something. Right. And that's to get over not changing. You're the one. You you know, it's so easy. It's fun to say, oh, get over it. You're so sensitive. Would it kill you and would it be so bad to the person listening with no sarcasm? Would it, would it, would it crush you if you went, put your hands in your scalp and go, oh, my God, I think I'm the sensitive one. I'm being corrected. 
And I'm being sensitive. This makes sense why to stop it. I'm not being bullied. I'm going to be the contrarian. I'm going to dig my heels in and fuck you. I'm just. Hey, (laughs) and by the way, some people I think do that. There are other people, and I want to speak for them. They're not doing it because their heels are dug in. They genuinely think. No matter what you do, you offend everybody today. But that would be like if you went to therapy with your significant other and count just simple topical counseling to understand each other, learn how to discuss things, learn how to listen. And you went in there and you went, oh, why should I even do it? You're, you're, it's never going to be perfect. Well, give it a shot. Right. The used to crowd doesn't understand evolution. Yeah. Because they go, oh, you used to be able to. Well, yeah, you used to live in caves and make fire out yeah, of sticks. I mean, where does it, you can't yeah, where does judge it, where does it stop? anything by your past. You should focus on what is reality the now present, and present. adapt to it. What's happening in the here and now? What's and also the last thing is when it comes to changing words and verbiage, you, you, if you act too hysterical, sometimes it doesn't look good. My favorite one is when people go like, and this is, by the way, what I love about this thing that I'm going to end this sort of section right. of this is that it's not a social thing. It just proves, oh, this is big. I love that I remembered this one. Because mm-hmm. it proves, oh, it's, it's any change. It's not always social. Uh, p- p- you can't say mail. We can't even say mailman anymore. You know, you can't say mailman. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? We can't say mailman anymore. What are you going to say? Mail woman? What are you going to say? Mail woman? Uh, mail carrier. Now take a deep breath and stop. <laughs> Isn't that funny how? So it's, it's just anything. It's like housekeeper. You can't say stop. But anyway, there we go. You doing all right? I'm doing great. Kevin. Yes, Todd. What would you tell your kids if they asked where they went? <laughs> I think that that's a unique time for um, what, what, what? Timeouts? No, when I talk. I'm kidding. To, what if I, you misuse the timeout? <laughs> you, you need a timeout for that. <laughs> but that. How dare you think of existential crises at your age? You're in a corner. Um, I think that, um, that that is an opportunity for w- when I invite parents to like, that's the time you talk about your faith and your belief system. And what would yours be to your kids? Mine be to the kids. How would you explain it, Dad? My friend told me something at school. Where where do we go when we die? Well, we we slip into a different realm. Like we are still here, but we're we're our bodies aren't anymore. We are we become part of something greater and something bigger. And you can talk to that person whenever you want. It's not you're not going to get an answer from them, but they're listening. And um. Whatever you remember from them and whatever you hold from them is just as alive as it is as it is now as it was the day that they were here. Wow. How was that? I, lo- I, I love that. Thank you. I love it. Well, maybe I'm wrong because it fits in with what I would think is a good thing to say. <laughs> but listen, but, but, but I really encourage like that's, that's why I love – man, pets are so vital for kids to have growing up teaches them responsibility, sense of purpose, um, caring for another living thing, empathy, and then passing, right? Like, where does it go? Like, that opens these discussions up. And, you know, whatever your belief system is, it's going to be reincarnated. It's going to heaven. um, It's it's in limbo. Like, whatever it is, there's there's the door open for you to start discussing your belief system and letting letting your child know, like, what's going on in your in your life. I stopped. Um, I used to, when we had this hypothetical a few months ago, I said I would say, first of all, they, you know, I'm not sure, uh, but I know one thing for sure: you're not in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Remember where you were before you were born? And I'm sure a little kid would be like, "No." He goes, "Well, 
you weren't in pain and you weren't. So just try to deal with it that way. But I would say this to everybody telling their children. I like that you said, depending on what your belief system is, right. what you're going to tell your child. This is sort of our I wanna, belief I want to circle back to that in a second. Yes. Cause uh, I, cause, okay. Our yeah. beliefs are probably sort of the same. So yep. what we might tell a child hypothetically is probably in the same realm. But I would tell this to anybody. And they'll know where I'm hinting at. And that's all I want to do today. Uh, remember this. And don't let it go in one ear out the other. Kids are brilliant. Mm-hmm. And they know the truth. And they, that's not just a line. They know the truth. Right. Ironclad, they're brilliant. So remember, if you tell them something, know that, if there's, that, that they're smart. And, and, and it should make sense. Because that doesn't mean they have to understand it. Like what you right. said, they wouldn't fully grasp what you said. But my mom said something a long time ago. They know when they're being lied to. Yes. They don't have to fully grasp it, but they know they were told the truth. And that's mm-hmm. what I like about what you said. They might ask a few questions. But I felt like, oh, yeah, that's the, the other, truth. The other thing, you know, an old psychologist trick is like, I don't know. What do you think happens, right? Like, and invite, You suck up dirt. <laughs> you know? And you'd be like, and invite them into like, they can be creative. And if they know, maybe they, that. Now, the one thing you said about not being in pain. <laughs> um, uh, when, when working with suicidal cl- people, um, sometimes um, they'll say, I just want the pain to stop. And what floors them sometimes is I go, how do you know? How do you know that the pain's going to stop if you do that to yourself? And but could yeah. that work in that situation but be horrible in every other area? Yeah, pretty much. Because I'm pretty sure you're not in pain. Well, how do you know? Well, why would you <laughs> well, even want to put that energy out there? So you want to know how I'd answer it? Yeah. I'd say that uh, what happens when we die I don't know. And the possibilities are endless. Right. And you will never be able to prove it one way or another. But what we do know um, is that you're here now. And this is amazing. Right. And if there is a judgment, I think it's got to be how did you make that experience better for everybody? While you were there, Mm -hmm. what did you do? Well, that's why I say, yeah, I'm with you on that. Because I, if you I think see. about it, you know, the suicidal patient, you know, I'm kind of got deep here. It's okay. Your pain may be over, but think about the pain that's going to cause with everybody else in your life, you know, and the people, the ripple effect that that's going to have with family, family members, friends of family, cousins, you know, just how it. John. Oh, come on. That's unnecessary. <laughs> Sorry. Let John Brand Wagner sit in and. But um, anyway, I'm so I I just I wanted to I wanted to to, to bring that up because, uh, and that actually was a got a, um, um, a girl that I was in grad school with, um, Megan, um, told me that and it because she had to sit with a lot of um, suicidal clients in, in her in her traineeship and it really worked because it makes the whole point is is that you're challenging the belief system of somebody that's at their ropes end right, right? and and think like wow. Well, what if this pain doesn't stop, right? Well, that's a good point because what I'm saying sideways and um, is there's no pain. But then maybe that, yeah, maybe that's not a good thing to say because I don't want to. I don't know. Right. But but there's still a good. But but we're all in the same area yeah, sure. of trying to head down the area of not you know not. Yeah. Uh, but I love that um, question for the the kid. The kid like where do we go? Thing is just it's a beautiful question to add for the. You're gonna get if you have a child, you're gonna get asked that question at some right. point in time. So you better be ready for it. You know. Um, I have a weird question for you. Yes, Tom. Um, does everybody are good? Is everyone feeling good? Mm-hmm. Groovy. Um, 
I wanted to uh, go backwards for a second, and and this is something. I just I'll feel good if I mentioned it because I had this thought the other day. The word politically correct. I think I do think there's a lot of people that might listen to this and just we've heard it so much. We've heard it so much that might hear this and go, oh, oh, we can still have all the same debates. You know, you you can have an argument with someone and know they're not lying to you. You can still have the argument, right? But that doesn't mean they're lying to you. That's their honest opinion. Politically correct only means, it, and tell me if I'm right, it means when you say something that doesn't concur with what you really feel. In other words, I'm fine with uh, this, but I'm running for office and the world isn't fine. So I will edit my behavior, not from my heart, but for other reasons. You don't believe, you're, 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 maybe you're, you're, being, you're not going to use that word because... Politically correct is running concurrent with social norms. Right. right. But, but if I say something... Or a political gain. Or just, I think political gain, or if it could not be to a offend, teacher, or and not a, to offend. yeah, yeah. I think we say PC, but it means like, do you not say it in public because you're afraid of the ridicule, or you don't want to get the ridicule, as opposed to you just don't really want to say it. The Trumpian, so, the Trumpian locker room talk. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> so it is a fact <laughs> that when I say this stuff, I'm not being PC, right? Because I mean it. So someone can't go, oh, he's so PC. I would like someone that disagrees with everything I said, and this will explain it really right. well. I, this would be my fantasy that would go, oh, someone really got it, and it's soaked in. Someone that disagrees with everything that I said today. They're listening to the podcast with somebody else. They don't think I made good points, They, but somebody else goes, ah, oh, it's this fucking PC shit. And he goes, no, no, no. He's not being PC. He means what he's saying. Well, he's being genuine to who you he's are. Being genuine to, but that doesn't mean PC. Just because... You might be dropping that verbiage out of your actor uh, in, in public areas, right. whether whatever you are. The PC, if you mean what you're saying, am I, am I saying it in layman's term yeah, in a pretty good yeah. way? If you, mean, if you say what you say, either you do say it or you don't say it, but it's from your heart, that's not PC. So I'm not being PC. Is that sure? I mean, can you mean it from your heart and still be politically correct? Like, uh, if I said uh, that I'm an atheist running for office or something, mm -hmm. I know that that would turn a lot of people off. Right. So, uh, for example, Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. when they ask him about religion, he doesn't say he's an atheist, which I suspect he probably is. Mm -hmm. He says, let me tell you what I do believe. I believe that if you hurt, I hurt. If that, my yeah, child that's hurts, spinning. you hurt. That's spinning, right? But does he... I believe he honestly believes that, well, but I also believe he's being politically correct, too. He yeah. could just say, uh, okay, I was born but Jewish, by the way, but that, I don't believe that, in that. That doesn't mean me. So, wait, hold on. So, yes, in that case, yes, you could be PC. Right. You, you feel certain way. Mm -hmm. I think you can do it beautifully and not s stray too far from what you believe. And I think Bernie Sanders and, did a great wait. job of sort of saying it. But, but let's not side digress too much here before I get this clean point out. Um, so, Bernie Sanders, yes, he was being politically correct. Um, because he knew that they might not be able to digest if he is a full-fledged, you know, if he would just use the word atheist if he was hanging out in his living room or agnostic. So in that case, he's PC because he can go either way. But for me, in this situation, what I'm talking about, I'm, I'm not because I'm saying 100% of what I believe. So you're being – well, you're talking about authenticity, right? No, no. I'm talking about where P every term comes from somewhere. And PC, I thought, came from when you say you have something, it's in your heart – but you don't release it because of whether you're a principal at a high school or you're running for president. So you're, or you're, so you're editing yourself, essentially. You're editing yourself. I'm not editing myself, so no. I'm not being PC. Well, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. You're, you're being authentic 
this is a, this is a this oh, is yes. who you are. That's right. what I'm, I'm, I'm. And it just so happens to fall in the PC realm. It happens to be in a lot of the words that are thrown. You know, when you say right. don't use those words, don't use your. But look, every in the world, there's always going to be you know discussions over what we learn to say as we. And by the way, if you're wondering how come all of a sudden, I think see here's are the type of things that I help people think I think help people change. When you have to answer some of their questions, and like, why all of a sudden? And again, it's because, like we said, people have a voice that didn't have a voice before. That's all. They're just speaking now. No, they didn't like it 50 years ago. That's what I think a lot of people think. Oh, no one minded 50 years ago. Oh, they minded. They just didn't have a voice. (laughs) Trust me, they minded. They didn't have a platform. I knew. I knew when I heard that word gay for lame. Many, 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 many years ago, I didn't like it. Yeah. So don't think I just waited till five why, years why ago. Why didn't you like it? Well, because I got tired. You know, because you know, I got tired of hearing that uh, that my being what what they were calling me was also a shitty movie, a shitty car. Uh, you know. Every- so you were so you were made to feel less than. Well, I mean, as an adult saying it that way, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, it was, you know, it, it's, it sucked, uh, you know, hearing that every, that's gay, this is gay, this is gay. I'm like, well, am I lame? Imagine the person going, oh, no, how'd you get that out of that? Yeah. That's the absurdity of yeah. someone going, picture a little kid or an adult going, wait a second, am I lame? How did you yeah, take right. me calling everything bad gay and somehow internalize it and make it about you? Your sexual identity is now... A burden, or or a less than, or yes. I mean, like that, weird, yeah. different, yeah, weird, different, yeah, yeah. Can empathy be taught in yes, school? For sure. I brown think... eye, blue eye, right? Isn't that teaching empathy? Mm-hmm. It blue eye. What's it? Blue eye, brown eye. The thing that the teacher did in 1969: kids that had blue eyes couldn't have dessert. Or I'm, I'm the gist of it. Oh, out. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you never heard that? I uh, never heard that experiment. And then from oh, a young sure. age, they, you know, why can't I have dessert? Just with, they didn't get to have recess. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it, it's taught all the time. I think, and I think even adults now are learning it. You know, like you're you're, <laughs> you're seeing it play out. I think with this whole uh, United thing that just happened, right? Like a lot of people are empathic to a guy screaming being ripped off an airplane, you know? I just saw that. Anyway. Uh, what are some other ways you could uh, – t- uh, are there any uh, other ways to teach well, empathy? Well, I think, I think it's, it's, it starts when, when the adolescent brain, right? So, so before th- they used to say, well, well – when a teenager would come home or, or you know, an adolescence, by the way, lasts from the age of 12 to 24 years old, right? And it's like, it goes way, the brain is still developing way beyond 18, 19, 21. Um, but a moody teenager or somebody, well, that's their hormones. Well, that wasn't their hormones. Their brains are developing so rapidly and um, they're learning how to connect all these different parts and regions that, that they may be moody and, and depressed one minute and elated and euphoric for the next, but but that's when, when they're coming into their identity, like learning empathy is, has to happen in that adolescent time, right? Like um, what, is, what's it, what, what is it like to walk in somebody else's shoes? What is it like to, to feel what that person's feeling, right? And yeah, that's got to be taught. Like that, that's some people, you know, are more sensitive than, than others or, or better at understanding emotional cues, social cues, um, facial cues, and can, can relate to that. Um, others need to be taught. 
right? And um, the the somebody's on the, that's on the spectrum of autism, right, has a hard time having empathy because they don't understand facial cues, they don't understand social cues. So they they but if the good news is is if if that's identified early enough. And there's some therapy around that, and they 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 work with a, with a with a specific therapist that that is working with that population. That can be taught very easily. At what age is it, or when you say early? Gosh, like five, six years old, even younger. If if it's if it's if it's caught, different things that they're. You know, I always said that people can relate if they would widen the scope of what they call what they think relating is. And you know me, I have ridiculous analogies for everything. But I, I always imagine there's a person that goes, I can't believe you eat eight boxes of Cheerios a night. I've never heard anything like it. I've never heard anything like it. To me, this is a lot of people, when, uh, if there was a chart with empathy, and they're going straight across, and right. they're going. So in other words, this person eat five boxes of Cheerios. They take from that line on the chart right over to them. They eat no boxes of Cheerios. So yep. they go, how can I relate? Then someone else goes, you eat twenty bo- You eat ten boxes of um, good and plenty a night, and they go, "Oh yeah, someone else." Yeah, you can relate. Yeah. Like most people can relate if you would find something. A lot of people that are tired of commonality that they don't even know they have. Right. So because they're looking to go straight across. Well, words don't bother me. I I look afar from anybody defending those words. And you know mm. what I do see a lot. I'm not just saying it. And I know some people that I really care about that use that word. Some in one particular in my family. And they are not all, uh, lazily say it, stupid people. There's some yeah, pretty intelligent, brilliant people that hold on to that word. Mm-hmm. That's my hope that I can get them out of it. Um, Todd, just sitting here, you really get activated by these words. And I'm just wondering like, what, where that's coming from in your life. Like, I, and I think I know some of the answers to that, but, but I'd like to hear what you... Well, I mean, like we said a minute ago, look, there's no doubt it doesn't, you know, it's, it's some of it is because I know firsthand what that word mm-hmm. is like to hear it. And, and what was it like for you to hear that? Well, I, I, like we said, I mean, it, it, it sucked. You know, it really sucked. And I don't want to turn around and do it to another group because mm-hmm. that's what that's that happens a lot. So and, so that's empathy right there. Right. Like you that that is the flat out definition of like i felt what it feels like to be called that i've i've un, i understand on a deep emotional level what it's like to be grouped in and be thrown aside and weird bizarre less than separate not in the in group right. right you know i heard bert kreischer on a podcast right after i came out and he was talking with some comedians all just having a really nice conversation it was really sweet they were talking about hearing me on mark Marin and one of them had said, sort of, you know, he's, Bert said it's going to give me second, I'm going to second think using that word mm-hmm. as an adjective after I heard Todd had a really good, and the other person sort of said, cause, and I explained it on Mark Marin. I explained, I'm a little kid, what could be better than that? You know, like we just said ironically before, like if, if I didn't take that personally, I think people would be like, I think not, or let it hurt my feelings. Yeah. I think people would be more. That's weirder. Yeah. Like everything I see, I'm 12, I'm 13. Everything is lame. Everything. No one's gonna go. Oh, he certainly made that about himself. <laughs> well, no. So, so Bert heard the same thing the other comedian heard, and I yeah. did. I'm not gonna lie. I thought I said it clean and precise. And I and and the other person sort of said in a in a in a loving way, if you could, of you're you're allowed to. Just because I explained it, not, it didn't do it for you. He goes, well, isn't that his thing? And Burke goes, no, I don't, I don't think so. So here's two people hearing the same thing, and the mm-hmm. other person's still going, yeah, I heard Todd's story, but 
I, I it's not, you know. Didn't, it didn't resonate with him. It didn't resonate with him. That's it. You know? it didn't and, and what do you do with people like that, right? Well, can I be? You never give up. There you go. You never give up. But I you, never give up because right. because. But how? But how do you how do you not give up? You just keep waiting and searching for something that they'll relate with. Well, yeah. Keep your side of the street clean. There you go. And it's like it's like keep 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 oh. making it about you, right? You, here's the thing, like. By the way, um, Eric, because he, he, he said like something, like and Kevin goes, right. He goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, here's the thing. <laughs> John. It's, it's you make it about yourself. Like, you make it about the effect that that has on you, because you can't be made wrong for your experience or what you're feeling, right? Um, so you keep giving that them that emotional ball, and hopefully at some point, it, they, they finally understand what it feels like to be you they finally understand like wow that really i am hurting him on a deep emotional level that doesn't that's something that that just isn't okay is it by the way you can only if i say what's on my mind it always has to be right is it i guess i'm wondering is it wrong that whenever the words are say like that like you know uh, you hurt someone's feelings like i guess it's not only that it's that i want them i want someone behind my back or behind anybody's back Mm -hmm. you hurt their feelings and they didn't misconstrue it. Like, that's the thing that I don't want people to go, well, you could hurt anybody's feelings. Yes, we know. But we're talking about when the feelings are hurt and, it, and it's you. And I know I'm repeating myself because I think it's important because yeah. people will go back to you can't say anything. Where you're always, we're not saying that if you do some of this stuff that you're going to go through life and no one's ever going to be offended. We're saying how about eliminating the things that you're perpetuating, yeah. that you're perpetuating. And then guess who's going to come in and save you and defend the fuck out of you when it's the other way around, when it is the other person person that has to relax me yeah when you make fun of someone's hat or when you uh, in a fun way make fun of someone i'll slip it and go hey fucking back off you relax that but i can't say that for you when you're calling somebody retarded instead of clumsy i can't step in when you call someone gay instead of lame and tell the other person why don't you relax because it's not their job to relax. Yeah. It's your job to go, oh, and change it. So that's what I'm saying. Don't go to, no matter what you do, you're going to offend somebody. That's getting. At, that's really just trying to get out of discussing this. Yeah. Because you go, why should I work on this when there might be something else? Right. Well, it's, so, compl- it's complex. Like, it's complex feelings and emotions that are surrounding all of this, you know? And it's the better able that you are to communicate and express yourself and make it about you and how it makes you feel, the better off you're going to be and letting that per- person know that, hey, that's you stepping on my toes, right? Like, I don't appreciate it. And if that person is continually stepping on everybody's toes, like Eric said, quoting Maya Angelou, you're left with a feeling of like, oh, I just don't want to be around that person. And that person's world, if everybody keeps understanding that, then those people's worlds will get smaller and smaller and smaller right. until they're forced to change their... That's what evolution is, right? right. Evolution means things survive that 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 work and thrive and and procreate and move forward things that don't die and and cease to exist that is evolution right mm-hmm. you know you can either you can be a blockbuster and go out of business and blame everybody but yourself but guess what you're blockbuster it's your fault and that's why i think it's also important to express your feelings when you hear certain words because if people that use this uh, only hear it every once in a while. There's no incentive for huh. them to change if they don't want to. But if they get corrected three or four times a day, every day, eventually they're going to go, oh, yeah. yeah, I think maybe I have the problem. Right. Yeah. I wanted to, 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 on this show, 
do exactly that. And that was for the first time, spend more time explaining why it it isn't. You know, it's like if you were in therapy and you're, yeah. and you, 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 you're the woman said to her husband or the husband said to the woman, you know, you're a, you're a dumb fuck. Right. You know, the ther- that's why you can't always apologize by going, <laughs> I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I was in therapy once and I said that. Well, I'm sorry if you hurt your feelings. And I love that she clobbered me on that. Oh, no, 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 no. You shouldn't be sorry you hurt his feelings. No, I mean, she. 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 No. What? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you shouldn't be sorry that you hurt his feelings. You should be sorry of your behavior. Yeah. Hurting your feelings is if you're right. You didn't do anything wrong, and that person got a little jealous, and you want to come forward and go, I'm sorry. I can't do anything to change this behavior to your significant other, right. but I'm sorry that you got your feelings hurt. Oh, no, no. The therapist will go, there's some behavior that you're going to change. You didn't, they, their feelings got hurt, and if a therapist is in the middle deeming themselves as the one who's going to say what's right and wrong, she deemed herself to go, no, that was wrong what you did. Yeah. And I like that. Mm-hmm. We'll save it. I'll tell you to relax, you know, basically at another time. Okay. Moving on. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, being gay is not um, a, uh, uh, what, what do we call it? It's not a mental illness. No. It's, it's factually not a mental illness, right? It is not. Yeah, I know the, I thought the answer at to that At one point, yes. at one, actually, very recently, and it was in the DSM Diagnostic of Statistical uh, Manual for, oh, God, classification of disorders and mental illness. It actually was up into the 70s, which is pretty That's what sad. I heard. Yeah. But that's still, uh, I mean, that's way too long to be in that book. Oh, but dude. it was still progressive at the time to come out of that book, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a, look, it's a sad part of, of history, right? Yeah, they certainly were ahead of the curve. They were. No, so, uh, yes and no. Yeah, that is true. I'm not just saying that to say it. Yeah, it's like they could have been way more ahead of the curve. But what I'm saying, when you're in therapy with somebody and yes. the parents are not, you don't have to tell me specifics, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think, you know, it's funny when you finally have a, something in your head and you go to say it, you go, well, where did I get this from? Mm-hmm. I made up a scenario. Go ahead. Uh, but I think it's true, and maybe it's just from a lot of knowledge comes into your head. Yep. Do you think with enough aggression, a parent on a first visit that is telling their child, I don't mean yelling, mm-hmm. but telling their child, in other words, um, they're going to pray the gay away depending how young they are, or not making them pray the gay away, but sort of you can't talk about it in this house. You, we know it. You can live here. That's Some kids are praying for that. Let's never mention it again. But, yes, you can live here, and we love you, mm-hmm. and then, I hope you never mention it again, and I'll try to forget it ever happened again. Or if they end up in your office mm-hmm. with their child or by themselves, and you know it's and it's not a mental illness factually. I always wish they would up the aggression of calmly but aggressively saying the danger of what they're doing is. Without, I feel like it be, should be picked up a little. Bit I think more. that a good therapist will, will do that, right? And like, look at what you're going to do to your kid. And your child, if you continue down this path, and is that what you would say? You know, it depends. If they're, it's called confronting the client, right? And a lot, a lot of, um, you're su- you're supposed to do that in therapy after a trust has been established with the person you're working with. So, the here's the thing: you don't want to cut off your nose to spite your face and like confront somebody early on and be like, "I'm never going back to that therapist again," right? So. 
You just answered my question. You know, it's like it's like you have to develop a, a relationship and trust first before you can really get underneath the hood and do some plumbing, right? If now that being said, if they come in there and they're open and they're like, I'm kind of wavering, like I'm really scared and blah blah blah. I, I, my job as a therapist would be to normal. Like, listen, you're all these feelings that you're having, they're normal. Okay, it's scary. The expectation that you had for this son for the past twelve or thirteen or fourteen years are gone. They're not going to marry a woman. They're not going to have the kids the way that you think that they're going to have their, those vacations in the Hamptons or wherever you're going to be going with those kids. It's going to look very different from what you have. But I, I, if you give it some time and start thinking what 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 the beauty of this life could look look like, right? If I put aside my expectations, I think that there's a whole different world that's going to open up to you that that you can be in acceptance of. That's where I would start. Right, and then and that you don't confront them, you massage. Right, you know when you said that, it made me think of saying, you know, a lot of people. If you just say, I think I said this in my book, that if if you just take a deep breath, you know, you're read. I said you're reading this book right now. No one's around. Mm -hmm. You can have a moment and never admit it. You never have to admit it. But isn't the real reason? That it's just not what you thought. It's embarrassing. It's not the, you know, you can come up with a lot of things, but in your gut of guts, sitting all by yourself, don't you? It's just not what you thought it would be, and it's not the norm in your circles, and and you're just embarrassed. If you say that to yourself, that's a start. Yeah. Instead of maybe subconsciously, how about that? It's a little kinder to say it that way. Making up some reasons of why you're not okay with it that don't really jive with everything else you do in your life. And you, if you would just be honest, you know, you can't get caught in the truth. Mm-hmm. That's why I would, I would think it's a, I would love if someone said, when I see two guys kissing, I think it's gross. Oh my God, I'll come work with that. That's an honest, you didn't go to, it's not my religious beliefs or uh, you didn't, it's gross. And it might be. So I, oh, I, thank you. Why is it gross though? Right, well, you, at least it starts a conversation. Right, there's a conversation. You can't, you can't, Go back and forth with someone well, if they're not well, telling you the truth. Here's the here's the, the 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 root of I believe homophobia is that nobody's a hundred percent straight or hundred percent percent gay. So you fall in the middle of some spectrum in there, and I think people that get really homophobic have experienced some eroticism in some way, shape, or form with another man, and it freaks them the fuck out because of their belief system because of what they've been taught when it's totally normal, right? It's totally normal to have feelings for the same, for somebody of the same sex. It's totally normal to have feelings for different human beings in any time, in any way, shape and form. You know, it's just whether you decide to act on that or experiment or go, go down that path. But again, nobody's a hundred percent straight or a hundred percent gay. It just doesn't no, let work me ask that you this. way. I have a question for that. And I'm going to tell you the way I feel. And you know, obviously uh, how, how long have we been going? About an hour twenty. Oh, great! We're doing good. Good. Um, to my, to my knowing. Yeah. I am a hundred percent. I have no attraction to women whatsoever. You've never had like a like Nothing. never had a connection on or like a. And a, I'm not just a, saying you know, if, if you know me to be as honest as I can be. Right. Now, if you're talking about some deep level, which maybe I've never, but I mean, I think with no, no, all no, things wait, said. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, yeah. You've never been attracted to a female or, like, had a connection, like a deep connection where you wanted to, like, touch, hold, hug, caress. Oh, you just brought up a brilliant thing, that I can do that. 
But a guy can't do it. You're right. Oh, there's women I want to squeeze and just fucking love. And yeah. but a guy can't do if he's feeling that. You're you don't mean it always has to be sexual. No, I'm saying okay. an attraction. That, I think that's good I'm to saying clarify. An, like an attraction, right? Right. There, right. There's of course, a, there's of a, course. There's a connection with touching or holding. Of course. Oh, I've, that it's it's. And yeah. by the way, they're great friendships. Right. I would imagine if it's that way between me and a woman. So if you that were, it must be that way between two guys yes, if they were allowed exactly. to do it. And if exactly, and if and if you're 100 percent gay, then that's not even in the realm of possibilities, right? Right. Well, sexually attracted, I think you cannot have any. But I think what you mean is there's more to there's more to emotions and love yes. and, than than just sexual than yes. the. Uh, but but let me ask you a question on the specific. That, yeah. Do you believe when I tell you I have zero sexual attraction? Yeah. Yeah. <whistles> now, the next part of the podcast. <laughs> sure, it's produced. You hear about breathing exercise a lot when you have a temper, right. and is, is there any tricks you can help me with? <laughs> I mean, sometimes when that temp, I don't. My temper isn't towards people. Right. People, I'm very even keeled with, but my temper can be towards myself, maybe because I get lost or organization. Where things. do you go? Where do you go? Where do I go? Right, like, like, are you? Do you leave the moment and get so angry, like you that? Things in the past are affecting you, or things in the future. When it's, when it's organization, and I don't mean just organization that the that the you know the, the the floor is clean. No, no, not that that that's part of it, but that's not the you know. There's there's a when when it's organization, like I, uh, something in life, I too much is happening. I don't deal with a lot well, and I and I literally hurts the scalp of my head. And you know, Eric, sometimes uh, you deal with uh, in traffic, right? Yeah, I get pretty. Well, I, mean, I think I think quickly. I think naming stuff or naming your environment, coming back to your senses, getting present, centered, aware. Excuse me, is um is what I would start with, right? Like what? He's driving in the car because he's I driving have... in the car, and you just start naming stuff. There's a sign. There's a bush. There's a there's a tree, and what that does is that you're coming back into the here and now, as opposed to like where I got to get right. Because like being pissed off in traffic is that this person is inhibiting me from getting where I need to go, right? And you're taking it personally. Well, that person is just a, in a car, in a vehicle. Well, they're me. a fucking idiot. I need to let them know. Right. Why, so what's wrong with that? You tell me. I asked. I'm not. <laughs> I'm well, I mean, I'm you're taking it personally, right? And it's like that person has no idea that you're upset. They're just driving where they are perfect at being the person that they are in front of you, right? And it's your inability to accept the situation of, of at hand, right? So you use things to get back in the present center being present, centered, aware. What am I seeing? What am I feeling? What am I tasting? So the next time you're in traffic, sorry, I started asking it now, but I but I like the traffic one because I think a lot of people deal with it. Mm-hmm. So again, you so you start naming naming things. things in your environment, and what it does is it brings you back into the present, into like the here and now. Now right? he's going to try it. If it doesn't work, I'm going to take a swing. Yeah, I've already heard to get in touch with all your senses. Yeah. to ground yourself. Ground yourself. It's the same. It's all it is is bring, getting present, centered, and aware. Because when you get when you get angry like that, you leave the present moment, right? You're projecting into the future someplace you should be or could be or would be. That's a lie. You, there's no other place than where you are right here and right now. Everything else is speculation. Everything else is just um, 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 projection, right? Or you're upset about something in the past, depressed, right? Depression is kind of behind you. Anxiety's in front of you, so everything's good right here. So we... Name stuff. We breathe, right? We, the breathing, the deep breathing. I try to breathing sometimes, and I'll, I'm not, I'm not, I might not be. That might not work for you. That's sometimes fine. I just go, okay, I'm breathing. No, that's that's that might not work for you, right? So like, try naming stuff in the room. I want you to do it right now for me. Just start naming. Really? Just, honestly, just start naming stuff in the room, and see what it does. 
a wooden chair, a red curtain, some pictures on the wall. I can't tell now. You just did it. Your voice got really calm doing that. I, whether well, you wanted to or not, it just happened. And I think this a chair. No, see, no, 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 no. Mitch Hedberg, Al, right over there. A picture of Chris Farley. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you're bringing yourself into the room. You're bringing yourself into the room, right? (laughs) And and I and uh, there's not there really isn't one person that I haven't done this exercise with, especially people that suffer from anxiety, really deep anxiety. um, Pulls it back, pulls them back into the here and now. You know why I like that one because it's tangible. It's easy, and I'll remember. It's easy, and I will remember to. I'll give it a shot, and I don't have to know. A lot of times, I want to know why it works. Can I I have to? Can I tell you when I learned that? I learned that in anger management (laughs) when I was in my rehabilitation from the um, bad dude that I was back in the past. And that, and it, and I've just found that I remember sitting in a bank in line and wanting to kill everybody in line because they were making me late and I couldn't get to where I went. And it, something just clicked. I got to start naming stuff. And I started naming stuff in the bank. And, oh, my God, it washed right out of me. And I was just here. And I, was, I, I had enough time to get where I was you know going. That, you know when the breathing works for me? When I don't have anywhere to be, and I'm just angry to, and I'm just in a rush to be in a rush, then I can use it. But when yeah. I'm, you, does that make sense? Yeah, like, so name stuff like, first, and then I guess get you into start the with that, yeah, and, and then, then get into the breathing. There you go. That's, so start that. with at least calming yourself down when you have nowhere to be, because I'll find that I have nowhere to be, yeah. and I'm rushing from the bank to the thing and the thing, and then if I, so if I can start with, well, how about when you have nowhere to be, just try to at least stop that, and then maybe well, when you have somewhere to be. Here's the thing. Then is like, you could even work on that, too. Are you okay with not having a worry? <laughs> right? Like, that's, that's the next thing. Like, why is it that you have to carry those worries around with you? Do you find purpose and meaning from, like, oh, I've got to be in this chaos. I've got to be in this worried state. Is that who you, where you identify with? You know what I'm, Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And some people, if they really look at it, they're like, oh, my God, I do that all the time. That I'm, I'm a worried person. I'm not a person experiencing worry. I'm a worried person. Your ego is attaching to that. It's part of your identity, right? You probably have learned that from, ta-da, mom or dad or wherever you grew growing you know, up from. You know, probably everything we're saying is logic, uh, tangible things mixed with what you would call the, the, the spiritual things. Tangible would be, of course, we're not, el- we're not eliminating leave earlier, all those things. Yeah, of course. Uh, in life, don't buy shit you don't need because that'll cause you to be stressed. Mm-hmm. But then I think there's the part of us when even if all that happens, like I said, I, I could you know, uh, have nowhere to be and I'm rushing from the gym to the thing and I have to go slow down, slow down right. um, to myself. Um, yeah, I can still get uh, road rage if I... Not even going anywhere in particular. Just like the, just the idea of two people driving side by side, both doing fifteen under the speed limit, will throw me into a fit. <laughs> right. Just and the it, idea. Of why it. is that though? I have. I, See, and that's what I. You, you know, I think God, the the AAA had the greatest commercial with the guy with the shopping cart chasing the other one with the shopping cart, and like tapping his foot and like running around the shopping cart and like diving in front of her, and it's like you wouldn't do this. You would never do that, right? So it's like there's a childish thing that comes out of the mine me i have to get some i have to get there right like i need to get there first i need to be the one that like it it really harkens back to like why are you why why is it why are you allowing my 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 i would confront you if you were climbing why are you keeping yourself in a childlike state what is that serving you right and and only you can answer that 
And that's what that's what I would, and now the next time you're driving, you're going to hear my voice say that. And because like, we tend to do things that work for us, yes. or at least think they work no, for us. No, yes, we well here, so <laughs> we we are regulated. We become dysregulated. We have an upset, right? And then we have to learn how to get back to a regulated state. And if our parents didn't show us how to do that or model that for us, then we come up with coping or defense mechanisms that work for us, right? So part of your thing was like abject anger, right? If I'm not getting enough attention, say um, I'm feeling pretty good and then I need some attention and I'm not getting it, so how do I do to re-regulate it? I throw my meal on the floor and then I'm getting the attention that I want from mom, right? And now she can come and regulate it. So I've now learned that negative reinforcement or negative attention is the same as positive attention, right? I'm just getting attention for what I need in the moment, and, and it, it brings me back to a state of re-regulation. Does that make sense? Did, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And so going specifically, when you were saying, Eric, like, you know, why won't you let go of... Uh, the childish... Yeah. But this applies to me, too, so don't think... But, uh, <laughs> like, no, I don't want you to think I'm Poor Eric's like, how did this become about me? How did this become me? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you're saying it works. That, that Dr. Phil, I think, and if, I, if people don't like him, I lose them, but he did say we tend to do things that at least we think work for us. So, like you said to him, when you just said to him, you know that, that's something you answer over the next week driving around. Yeah. Wait, what? But And one, then sometimes, yeah, it is like, uh, now that I think about it, it is like... It's a race that I'm trying to win, even though nobody knows that they're participating there as you well. Go. Right. And what's that? How's and then that? there's always someone that does. Yeah. And then that's when things get out of hand. Right. And you know, that I think that actually. So but hold on. You're attracting. Like, do you see when you're in that state, like you attract other childish people? Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part. It's like, look. That's when. That's when. Get hurt. That's when people get hurt, right? You when you're running around like a ten year old, <laughs> and you find another adult that meets you at that ten year old level, shit goes sideways, man. That's when guns get pulled or people get run off the road or. or that's why you know, Kevin. I am gonna. I'm gonna bring this together. Remind me also when this is done. Please remind me about timeouts. But I want to get this thought okay. out first. Oh, I was just trying to get there in a hurry. <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> that. Um, you just said about uh, what was the specific line you just said, and then we'll get to the timeouts. I don't you were just yeah, you were just talking about oh, just just meeting somebody in a childish state. When you have two kid like two kids acting childish, things can go sideways because they're meeting you where you're at in your emotional intelligence or immaturity, and and that's where like ego and the ego, right? Like especially male ego. God, it's so fragile. It's like. You you've slighted me by you know by questioning my honor or, or right. whatever it is, and then all of a sudden you meet somebody else that is so sensitive to that, and all of a sudden there's a fist fight, right? Like somebody bumps into somebody at a bar, right? I've learned to walk away now, right? And in the past that didn't serve me. It would have to get in somebody's face. You bumped into me, blah blah blah. You know, nonsense. I thought about what it was. <laughs> um, what? Uh, I was just gonna say that uh, sometimes that can come up when I'm trying to like if someone bumps me or if I bump someone at the bar and I go oh, oh I'm totally sorry and they still go or still pissy about it right. then I go I said I was sorry yeah right that's the same thing that's <laughs> ego yeah yeah I mean, how did you not that, it went from one extreme to another yeah, real sure, quick dude, just because sure. my ego got hurt yeah dinged that, that's what, what you just actually what, you, what you're talking about now which spawned from what you said before is where you're going to engage other people that have that type of behavior and it sort of aligns with something I thought and you know so be it if you say something that proves a theory that I already thought I like it <laughs> <laughs> that's positive reinforcement. Well, because, yes. Well, 
I had a theory once, and this could be proven, right. that if you took all the people – look, we'll use some of the words we talked about today – that um, are fed up and want to use the word uh, retarded. Mm-hmm. They want to use not calling a mentally challenged person that. They want to use the word gay. Maybe they're the only two. Maybe the others are out of their lexicon. Mm-hmm. But they're those two, what's the big deal? And you put all them in a room. Now, you know the way I go. I go one way, but then I go the other way. You would think – well, they'll get along. This, to me, proves that it's bigger than the word. Right. If you put them all in a room, you put you. By the way, if you had money, you could do an experiment like this. Yeah. No one would have to know. So you put a hundred people in, in a room that mm-hmm. all be, that those words. You think, well, there'll be harmony amongst them, of course, because they're all agree on that. And I go, no, there won't, <laughs> because it's not about those words. You are matching other people. Like you just said, you're going to drive around like a six-year-old. You're going to meet other six-year-olds. <laughs> when you put 100 people in a room, even though they might be intelligent in other areas, I do not write off every person who uses those words as stupid at all, mm-hmm. at all. But if you put them all in a room, that part of them that I feel isn't as evolved as much as it could be will be the same reason you leave your – there'll be more stereos left loud at night. Yeah. There'll be more uh, people eating each other's food. And I really do because it's about, it's about just common decency, yeah. understanding and respecting others. And that is going to exist within that house. And I guarantee if you put 100 people that feel the exact opposite – I'm not saying it'll be perfect harmony by any sense of the imagination. Right. But I bet with hidden cameras in both places, this experiment could be proved that the 100 that are like – what do transgender people want to be called? Man, it's been hard to learn, but I'm trying my hardest. Right. Yeah, I used the word retarded, but I got it out of my vocabulary. I can't even believe it. I said gay. And even if they use them or people that never use them, put them all in a house, put some hidden cameras, and watch how they get along. They'll, yes. be, they'll be aware. Yeah, they'll be more aware. It all comes it's, back to empathy. It yeah. all comes back to... And awareness. Right. And you know what? Go look at some of the comedians that draw those type of people. And yeah. go look at those audiences, and sometimes they heckle more. Yeah. Oh, a funny thing that you, the things you say perpetuate an audience that would heckle. Oh, I wonder if that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, funny thing that the 30,000 people at your rally were punching each other. Yeah. Very well. And by the way, I know there'll be a lot of people that talk about, you know, oh, well, those were sent over by Hillary. And I let's say that stuff actually happened. Look. Let's all agree that the Bernie rallies were probably more peaceful. Come on. We're, well, the hug, the hug video, I think, you could argue that maybe it was produced, but I doubt it. A guy, a black guy, uh, yeah, yeah. held up a sign, mm-hmm. free hugs. One, he went to yeah. the Bernie rally, and everybody hugged him. Yeah. And then he went to the Trump rally and was told. You know, I, th- uh, I think, you know, just wrapping this up is like what you pay attention to, you attract more into your life, right? So if you're stuck on fear and and loathing and, and envy and anger, the, then you're just going to invite more of that into, your, into right. your life. And if you work on more of a nurturing, loving, caring, and aware awareness, you're going to bring that into your life. Does that mean everything's going to go right for you? No, but you'll be able to um, approach it from a very different way of life. If, if, if you surround yourself with those things and put it into place, practices, meditation, um, self-awareness, reading certain things, you know, as opposed to um, focusing on negative negative things. You talked about, like, the, when we're talking about the breathing, and I think one of the things that once an alternative way works for you, obviously, then it's a lot easier. I, like everybody else, thought timeouts. First of all, I always thought timeouts were children. You talked about anger management. 
when I got into a relationship, because I had never been in one, yeah. when I finally got into one, uh, it wasn't physical with each other at all, but it was slamming doors yeah. and a lot of anger that I didn't know what to do with. And I, it's like when someone told me about timeouts, you know what I thought? Fuck that. And I remember when I first started taking timeouts, because I had to. The only reason I took a timeout, number one, she said, if you guys can't get this under control, I'm going to have to put you both in anger management. Mm -hmm. And that scared the shit out of me, and I got good quick. Even if it was just by scared that Lizette would yell at me because Chris would say that I slammed the door. Can, can I tell you something? This is one of the most difficult tools to teach a couple. Well, can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm, I'm not an infomercial. It works. I, it does. And when I first started taking timeouts, I'll admit it, I took them not because I was going to be in a different... Yeah, there were some things I could take a timeout. Mostly I'm like, I'll take a timeout and guess where I'm going to revisit it? Exactly where I'm fucking at right now. So I'll be quiet for 25 minutes, but there's no fucking way that I'm wrong. But I'll be quiet because when we go into the set, if I don't yeah. uh, 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 adhere to a timeout, like if Chris goes, Todd, let's take a timeout. Yep. Uh, and Chris used to go, timeout. And Lizette goes, Chris, you can't, you can't yell. He's not a child. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like right. it's like it's so, like, and, and it's like when you when you have these grandiose ideas of like, well, I'm just going to call timeout and blah blah blah, and and like, well, I'm not going to agree to the timeout, and you're going to like. Yeah. It just, so we so I adhered to it. Chris said it nicely after that. He would yeah. always go, "Let's take a timeout." Yeah. And I remember thinking sometimes, even when it was, I remember just. And then it started working here and there, but then there was something I was so mad about. I remember just thinking specifically, I'll take it, but I know it's not going to alter my state. This is where it sounds like an infomercial, but it's not. The deal with timeouts were, unless it was an unwritten law, but if you were apologizing, you could break the timeout. Okay. No one's either going to call you on it. And sometimes, Kevin, after literally sometimes five minutes, sometimes 15, but guess what? A lot? Two minutes. What are the two? Two minutes of... The obvious, do? every fucking obvious thing you think. I know you know the answer already. Shutting up, just shutting the fuck up, looking at it from a different perspective, just forcing yourself to be quiet. And by the way, it didn't always work. No. Sometimes we ended up discussing it next week in therapy. Right. But you remove the emotionality out of the experience. 75% and, of the time, yeah. Kevin, everybody's story is different. It really worked. Yeah. Timeouts for adults, not only obviously children. But once you started seeing it working, yeah. just give it a chance. Like, same thing with kids. When you're learning alternative ways to discipline your children, once, you re once it works, you're going to be fucking loving it. Right. Well, well and, and we, you teach that so that, that you, eventually you won't even have to call the timeout. You'll be able to do it on your own in the, in the conversation. And, and, again, it's that pause, one, two, three. Like, am I re are these next words coming out of my mouth going to serve this relationship? Or am I just trying to berate and take down? coming from a place of fear okay we got our hold on this is a different segment well this is a produced show we're I guess we'll go to uh, we'll Co talk about commercial? this no we'll talk about this and then we'll uh, this was great I did you enjoy good. this I did this was did. a little different from last time there was no last time. That's right. I forgot to say. We did a show about a month and a half ago. It wasn't even that long. Was it less than that? I and so. I decided, I still have it, because I'm, I'm probably going to drop it in the right context. Okay. But I thought I didn't service, you know, I'm st like, I, I don't think I serviced you as well as I could have. And I, my that. thoughts were all over the place. And when you're trying to, it's one thing if you're doing I content. thought I was great. You were. In all fairness, <laughs> there is a, there is a, 
You were. Uh, there is a download you can get of just Eric talking. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we just we just edited together. it out. Yeah. When you uh, are dealing with a joke and you might not have a clear thought or light conversation, right. but when you're dealing with things like some of the stuff we talked about today, especially the first thing, you know, the yeah. words we say. To me, if you're not, if I needed to be more ironclad on my thoughts on that than I was last time, so now I feel like I was, and and um, no, I feel good. I feel good, and I think these things are good to do. That's why I wanted to discuss this okay. as the last thing we talk about. Lay it on me, man. You ready, baby? I got it. <laughs> Anything you want to ask me, Kevin? And by the way, also, I don't take for granted that everybody knows and listens to every show. Okay. So Kevin is the one that really helped me. Uh, uh, oh, the ver- I think I'm I'm okay with the verbiage, and I am. What Just the fuck? It, you know, come out of the closet yeah. and admit that I was uh, uh, like dudes. Huh? I just, I just remember. I mean, I, I asked you to don't uh, let me. Know. I, I didn't want to back out of it. No, I mean that was we set a date and we set a time and 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 we worked up to it and just get com- got comfortable with it. You, I, I, it was it was an honor to help you, man. That it's one of the um, moments I'm proud of in our friendship more than anything. I mean, you know, you're you're one of you're a friend of mine that. God, we go back so far, and it's like we don't have to. There'll be times where we don't talk to each other for <laughs> months. It's, it's less now, but it used, sometimes yeah. it could go like six, seven months. Well, I think the funny part is, is that we we would we would live out we live out here in Los Angeles. I'm in Hermosa Beach, and you're out. You're you know you're up here in uh, in Hollywood, and, and uh, I. I would, we'd be like, all right, see you, in, uh, see see you on the Philly. East Coast. See you in the Philly. Yeah. yeah. And also, this ties right back into what you were saying about what we were saying. Uh, even though it seems like I'm straying off a little bit, but it comes right back. Uh, I would spend a lot of time at Kevin's uh, parents' house for the holiday. Yeah. I would go home. I'd spend time with my family. Then I would go over there, and it was just like oh, the neighborhood great. with all the illuminaries all over. And yeah. it's, 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 just, it's like Norman Rockwell yeah, every home. Crazy. And after dinner, we would walk around your neighborhood, and when mm-hmm. it was snowing that night and yeah. the illuminaries were lit with the bag with the sand in them and the candles and... And then um, I was, you were not there, and I was sleeping that, at your parents' yeah, house. That's one of my favorite pictures of you and my brothers. Do you know the one I'm talking yes, about? Yes, that's yes, yes. Great picture. And it's out on the street. Yep. Out on the street. And I, you called me at your parents' house. I yep. was in the room you slept in when you lived there, and, and I said, don't let me not do this. And you called me, yeah. just like you said you would. And then you called me a second time, and that the second time yep. was when I was at your parents' house. And you said, I said I was going to hang up and call Mark Marin. Yeah. And, uh, and I did. I hung up and called Mac Marin. He called me back in ten minutes, and I let it go to voicemail. And then I called you back, and you said he. I said he called me back, and you go, "What did you do?" I go, "I let it go to voicemail." Go, Why did you do that? And you said, "No, Todd." And then I called him back. We talked about it, but you didn't let me off the hook with that. And can I tell you the next thing? I got something different. We'll go from to where, uh, what was the process of talking to Mark? How long then were you? On the show, that's a good. That's a good. It was probably two months. So then, mm-hmm. was that a different process? That um, was just him repeat uh, to get ready to get ready to in. get ready to 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 not wanting to back out. You know, you asked me a lot what my fears were, mm-hmm. what some of my fears were, and I didn't want to be identified that way. You said something once. I remember you said you're not going to be identified by that because that's not who you are. No. Now, if it's somebody. Obviously, you know, if you're the type of person that would say, what's that, what was that black guy's name? Oh, Martin Luther King? Okay, well then, <laughs> if that's what you remember about him, then uh, you... So, yes, if someone has a problem with who I am, that's how they might identify. But the people in the comedy community... Yeah. Did, was that a good... Did yes, you understand yes, what I just said? Yes, yeah, there sure. might be people that identify me as gay if, that's what, if, that, if, they, if they are not right. okay with that. Right. But everyone else, you said, Todd, 
is that's not the that's not who you are. That's mm-hmm. that's a part of who you are. So it's it's not going to you. You talked me out of that. It won't become. I didn't want it to be my thing. A lot of it just scared me in the comedy community yeah. because a lot of the comedians. And you know what? Let me talk about them in high regard too. The ones that maybe talked about it, but that's all they talked about. You know what? I, I remember. Uh, let, I remember. Them, was, let's let's give them their due. Well, I remember there was due praise, were, even though it scared me. I didn't. You want were to really be that. nervous about one particular person. Very nervous, and we t- talking through that. And and I remember getting you yeah. getting off the phone with him and calling me and being like, he was wasn't like, calling me back, and yeah. it was all made sense because he was <laughs> flying <laughs> back from like Europe you're or something. It personal, yeah. you know what I mean? Even but you it, started to think, wait, that is a little yeah, weird. Twelve yeah, hours later, yeah, but but when when you finally got that that it was just like, look, yeah. man, you're you're gonna. These people love and care about you, and it's, they, they've accepted you for who you are, and it just it was, it was, a, it was a really wonderful experience. Um, and you, yeah, and you, you, you got me all the way in. A, it was the best thing I ever did. I was happy before, but well, I'm dude, it was so, and as a, as a friend. And remember you had your, I told you on the phone, and God, so you had all your family, one at a time, call me. <laughs> your dad called me. Yeah, Are you shitting me? That yeah. made me, yeah. you know, I well up pretty easy. Is the yeah. word well up? Yeah, for sure. Pretty, but your dad and then your mom, I said, Please call them and tell them. I wanted you to tell them. <laughs> then Michael called me. He asked if he goes. T- he goes. I have one question. Does is, does Chris know? <laughs> <laughs> and Peter called me. Yeah. And then yeah. and then your mom called me and your yeah. dad called me. And I was like, yeah. Wow, that felt so good. I remember just bawling. Yeah. But I felt fucking great. I know. Well, I felt it, amazing. I think as you're like besides the the like the the. The suggestions and the, and what I'd learned in school and helping you through that. Just as a friend, to watch you struggle through that was uh, it was it was hard. There were there were times when I was I just remember like and like how, how where where do I push and where do I be supportive and where do I just let you be like? But I remember pushing you pretty hard at one point. Like, dude, when are you like when are we gonna rip the bandaid off this? Like, this is just. Yeah, you said that you you just got to rip the bandaid off. Yeah, it's just it's like it sounds like it sounds, but I get it. It's like yeah, it's going to hurt a little. It's going yeah, and it's and it should, man, because it's like you, you've projected out into the community like this is who you are, and it's you're 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 starting the truth. You're 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 breaking down some some things that that you haven't been totally honest with with, and I think my witnessing is you learned more about yourself through this process than anybody could have learned about you. Yeah, well, same thing with. Writing the book was yeah. amazing. I never, I never. If I sat down to think I was going to learn about myself and why I operate the way I operate, I would have never done it because it would have been exhausting. Yeah. But it happened sideways while writing the book. I got, I got a little tease. Okay. I was going to talk about this, but I decided we'll wait till next time. But okay. I'll tease it. But there is something very specific I want to talk about as we go to close. Right. Um, me and Eric were talking about again. It's food for thought for the next time. I don't want to discuss it now, but okay. I love that will it'll make us discuss it next time. When everyone says, pick up the phone, uh, call your brother, call your mom, whoever it is you have difficulty with, right. what, let's talk about when maybe you can. When maybe should you? Should you get over it or should you meet in the middle or should you? How do you make it right? In some cases, it might be legitimate. They can't talk to that person because yeah. it's not safe. That person, whatever their situation is, I don't want to list what the other person's thing is because everyone has a different thing. But – and then I'm sure there's times where the person's not calling somebody, and if, if I could give them advice, i go, you need to stop and call them. But there's, there's so many different scenarios. How, you can't give advice because there's 30 different pieces of advice depending on what's going on. But let's start to chew it up. Are you talking about resentment? And or how to get right with, you know, maybe it's a brother you don't uh, – with me, it's, uh, this truly isn't in my life. Right. Uh, this isn't something I deal with 
Uh, no, it's not. Uh, but for a lot of people, it is, and a lot of my friends, it is that they haven't. They need to call somebody, or they can't because if they call that person, you know, it's easy to say, "Oh, call," but then when you call, you have to deal with that person. Yep. Um, and like I said, maybe we'll we'll discuss that. But here is something I, I am. I'm not to be too dramatic about it, but I have to start admitting that I have a food problem. Okay. And just because I'm, the, you know, I'm not obese, right. um, I did have a heart attack. Mm -hmm. I eat atrociously, mm -hmm. atrociously. Mm -hmm. Now, I will tell you this. Maybe it's, maybe it's my way of saying I do something. Mm -hmm. um, this, this is what has changed since I had my heart attack. I right. don't smoke okay. at all. Mm -hmm. I do smoke pot, okay. but I don't smoke cigarettes. Zero. Mm -hmm. um, I... Uh, I do take my Lipitor now every day. I've missed two days in five years. Great. That's a lot. Real good. I juice every single day. Okay. And I quit smoking. And you I exercise. Always, I always exercise, though. I always exercise. So I do a lot right. Drinking? Uh, Wait, drink. did you exercise before yes. the heart attack? Yes, yeah. I did. The, so on that, the same yes. way? You, yes. Have, you have a history in your family of yes. horrible genetics. Yes. So now I take the Lipitor, heart I juice failure. every day. Yeah. I don't smoke. I do a lot right. But the eating is egregious. And... I don't, I don't need to know portion. Look, I'm going to tell you what I think. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. I don't need portion control. I know what portions are. I know what, it's all willpower with me. It's all that I have to be able to say to a certain point. Like I said, maybe Kevin can teach me a mantra. But during the day, I'm good. But yeah. at nighttime? Mm -hmm. It's pretty common. What you're talking about. What? Because do you understand when somebody yes. says to me, no, I'm not, there's not one diet. I'll go a little long, but then I will shut up and listen. The, the problem with it is some people go, here's the, no, there's a different diet for everybody. You have to hear someone's problem before you can say what it is. Right. For someone else, portion control or delivering meals that are prepackaged, that might really work for other people. I do believe that would work for certain people. Right. But for me, it's not going to fucking work. Unless they, you know, they, they show up, you know. One at a time. Yeah, gave me one at a time. You can't stop me with Postmates these days. So for right. me, it's not, I know, I, if you saw the way I eat during the day, you know I know how to eat good. Right. But at night, all bets are off. And it's out of control. And this is where I relate with people with, with other problems. Right. Because mine, I just lucked out that it's food. Okay. And it's not as dangerous as maybe heroin. But I get the cycle of every single day. And empathy's not a competition. I get it. I'm lucky that it's food as opposed to maybe some other things. Well, but every I day. That. I don't know about that. Well, I, every, keep, day, I wake, every day I wake up and I say I'm going to stop it. Do it now, I have a goal. When I have a goal, like working for my special or, uh, you know, when I want to lose the weight, yes, I do it. But other than that, I eat atrociously every single night of the week. Yeah. What do we do? What do we do? We look at what, why is it stressful eating? Is it emotional eating? Like, kind of got to address it from there. And then I know you're saying Postmates and all this stuff, but get a system involved for you. Like, up into including, do you go to OA? Do you check out Overeaters Anonymous? Is there, a, is there something I could do before that? Yeah, there's lots. Of, I mean, I think I know, you I, I'm being honest with you. I'm too I lazy. Think you, I think you check off the list and... and, and are you isolating when you're eating? Is can I ask you another? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. It has to do with what you asked me. When I say to the best of my ability, there's right. emotions that I'm sure I don't even know where they're at. And yeah. maybe I, I, I'm not lying. I'm just mm -hmm. not in touch with them. But to the best of me analyzing myself, right. and w when I lived out here with the Joneses, as you remember, their right. mom was a dietitian, right. a food, a food, 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 dealt with food disorders. Nutritionist. She, now, she didn't say, mine wasn't this. But she said, it is possible. But right. she wasn't quick to judge me. She goes, right. I'd have to sit down with you. There are people that overeat, that it's not because of anger or hurt or this. 
She goes, I don't know the answer to that because the best of me analyzing myself. And by the way, I still have to do something about it. Yeah. I just want to do the right thing. That's mm-hmm. why I'm telling you this. Yeah. I don't I never eat when I'm depressed. If I was upset, I wouldn't eat. So I just think I love the taste of food. And does the pot amplify it? Yes, but mm-hmm. even without the pot. Could it be boredom too? Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, what do you do? How do you find out what it is? What's the what's the step to me figuring out to when it hits twelve o'clock midnight where I don't go all bets are off? Because when I'm thin, when I was for my special, right. when I was one ninety five, I right. wanted to get down to one ninety. I right. feel so good. Yeah. So so it's it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle choice. Like it's a choice and a lifestyle, I think, that you have to consciously make and like put a system in place that is going to allow you to achieve that. And I don't know what that we have to we really have to like pare down this a little bit. Would Could, this be a would this be a whole episode just dealing I mean, with I mean, the other these two things? Look, I would have to de- I would deal with it from a like what are you filling up inside of you? Like what is it? What are you putting into your body Skittles. to make you feel <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not what But what are you putting? You know, it, dude, and it, it, it tastes good. Is there any chance? It, if, but here's what, what if the answer is it just tastes good? I still got to get it but under what control. Is, but, so what if it tastes good? Like, what does it make? Like, what is the feeling behind it tasting good? What is it providing it's, for it's you? It's got to be something you're saying. What is it? What is it providing you? Like good what, food, good taste. What else? But I don't like, want to be an idiot. Think about like the symbolic nature of like what you're doing. Like, what are you actually doing when you're doing that? Hold on, let me think. Uh, can you help me? You're Give filling, me an example. You're filling up something you're inside. You're trying to you. make yourself feel better. Is that always the case? You're filling. I don't. I don't know. I'm asking you. Like, well, like, to my best of my ability, I'm saying. By the way, I'm. I'm saying it might be at a, a lower level, which I'm willing to dig deep to get. Don't ever think I'm being combative because I'm not. I'm genuinely not. But so even if it's not, if someone said, "Yeah, you can just eat because you like to eat," or it's got to be something. It's not depression. It could be boredom. It could listen, or it could just be that like you're just filling up something in your in your soul or who you are with an outside source. Did you ever overeat? Um, I, I use drugs and alcohol, and then I I have overeaten. And you before. got a lot of nerve coming after me like this. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, man. I think it's all the same shit. I think drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, food, shopping. Um, it's all the same shit, man. Where they're just trying, you're trying to fill yourself up with outside things to make you feel better about yourself, your situation. Uh, say, like, feeling the taste, it tastes good. A lot of things taste good, man. You know, getting drunk feels good, right? But at some point, you feel ill, right? You, you get to the point, the capacity where, you know, and then I have to ask you, can, like, can I add something to, yeah. to, to, and then I will, it, not only that, to give you an example, that it's a living hell. I, I, when I'm down to 190, I can go up to two and still not start snoring where it's making me choke and wake up. I got, no, I'm I'm back below that again. I have about 15 pounds to go, but I'm out of the choking phase. It's torturous. It's torturous. I snore and I wake up. I wake up with headaches, take three Advil every single morning to get rid of the headache I have from choking and waking up at Mm -hmm. that weight. Because one pound doesn't make me start choking again. Two, but I hit a weight where I go now. Nah, right. You're, 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 you're. Not only am I snoring, but I'm choking. Well, let me ask you this: the other thing, like I got, you know, are you, are you, are you purging? Are you getting ill? Are you making yourself sick? Like no, you, you know, there's different, there's different ways. Of- you don't ever eat so much that you're miserable. Oh, you, oh yeah, I have to go lay in my bed. Yeah, I sometimes so you make yourself I, sick. Well. Not sick. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, look, I don't want to make excuses because there's different you, levels if, of if it. You, I, I, I eat so much when people are over. Like the reason I don't want to go out sometimes is because when I eat the amount I want to eat, I don't want to be out. Yeah, so I will stay home, so that's eat whole, in the living room, and then not always, but a lot, go into my room and lay in bed 
But with my lights on and I have people over, I go, I'm not going to bed. I'm just going to my room to lay in bed because it's the only place yeah, I'm comfortable okay, now. So, so now you're disconnecting from others, right? So like this is the, the food is actually a, driving a wedge between you and relationships with people. Can, can I, I – you'll be proud of me if you trust me that, 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 that I'm not just saying this to say it. That, that's not – I'm, I'm around people a lot. Yeah, but that's a. Res- but here's the thing: I, I don't care how much you're around people, how intimate are you getting with those people? And at one point, at what point do you are you done? And are you using food as a as a way to to disconnect from them, as opposed to saying I got to take care of myself right now? Let, I got to bounce. Let me ask you this, yeah, Eric. I'm gonna even let you chime in in a second here because you because you, you can you know you know just say if I'm like, what is the difference between arguing? Because at this point, I almost want to shut up and go, Todd, you, you, you're, you're the classic case of someone's trying to talk to you and you are just, I don't do that. And I don't do this. As opposed to going, no, I want the right diagnosis. And if I. I'm just asking you questions, I, man. Yeah, I don't think. I'm not judging or, like, yeah. or, or accusing you. Here's the thing. You're getting defensive and guarded around this. So I'm obviously hitting something. Well, because it is that I don't want to. I want to have resolution. And I think if we spend a lot of time on that, I use it to disconnect from people. The the best I can look at myself when I'm at a, a comedy club or I I eat and people are in my room for long periods of time just mm-hmm. towards the end of the night so I don't think it's to disconnect from people because okay. I, I so but I so the, the reason I'm saying that is because I want to search and find something that's tangible that the next time I but see it could, you I, but it could be a complex constellation of all these things right like it could be used. You could be using it for boredom one night, right? For disconnecting with other people another night. Like, there's something about this property. What if it's boredom? What, what do you if do? It is? Th- then you then you then you have to learn how to refocus on something else. Okay. Turn what your if attention it's that it to something good? else. What do I do then? Let's say it's just that I love the taste of food, and I start eating it. It's filling some. It's got to give me some sensation. Or why would I yes, do it? It feels good. Well, you know, it, it's at some point you get it, if at some point that feeling good doesn't feel good. Correct? Like you have exactly. to physically. But that. you would probably eat if it didn't taste good, right? When you're in that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more than tasting. Oh, good. that's true. See, there you're you go. right. So, so see, see, dude. If it the, tastes good, it's a bonus, but it's not a. But it's, it's not, not a. It's yeah. not a. It's not a. Uh, You're eating fucking like moldy pie in the in the how fridge. How dare you? No, I would eat. Yeah, Eric's yeah. right. I would eat it, 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 it just to eat. I mean, so, I sometimes I would go in and just like in the middle of the night and squirt whipped cream in my mouth. So like, yeah. So don't like, you tell Mark Maris. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so like the the one thing that I would do is like I would start keeping a food journal first off and just like look and it, you just start real simple like with what you're eating. You hold Why yourself is accountable. That? What does that do? Because you're gonna you're putting down on paper like you're writing you're putting down on paper like what you're doing in your action. There's more conscious thought about what's going on and I'm writing down. I'm eating you know 15 pieces of of toast tonight. Like and then you wake up the next morning you look at that and you're like oh my god. I'm, I'm going to make you a promise. Right. I'm going to start doing that. I want to see. What, I, mean, I, I just want to see. If, if I know because it's going to make me have to have accountability for it. I can already tell you I'm embarrassed. To the, Eric, you're going to have to help me because I can't write that fast. But, <laughs> but here's the thing, man. I, and I really do believe. Look, look. What, I don't want to transfer like what my program is onto you, but you know, I, I think part of it is like, is your life becoming unmanageable around this? Right. Like, are, are you? suffering so greatly that it's like well then, yeah. you, then 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 we're into an addiction no i'm i once said to eric about five months ago i go i think it's safe to say i have an addiction with food he goes yeah i think it's real safe right okay <laughs> like i was hoping he was not hoping but he might go <laughs> well you, yeah i don't know if you want to call it an addiction but yeah and plus i had 
I should be able. I, look, I'm just bearing my soul because if I tell you this all now, yeah. now you know it. But this is. And- I should not be on 40 milligrams of Lipitor a month. If I was eating right, I should be on 10 milligrams of Lipitor. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's a lot yeah. less medicine to yep. put in your body. Sure so for where it's a family inheritance. Yeah. But if I ate, let's say eating the best is a 10. The best is a 10. That's like a vegan, and you're, which people do, and it's amazing, and I, love, and I respect it. Right. The best is a 10. If I ate at a 6, and I'd only need 10 milligrams of Lipitor. Dude, I but I eat, I take 40 milligrams I had I have I should be eating better. Well, it is on. it is a life okay. or death so, so, type of a thing. Okay. So are you tempting death by this? Like are you are you like like have a death like the death wish thing? Like no. You, like are you sure? Positive. Okay. I love I I unless it's something I'm unaware of, I just think But that's what that's what we would have to talk about. Like maybe it is an unconscious thing where like you don't there's something in you that's not feeling good like I'm going to tempt fate or I'm really going to push this to the end or, or it's you got to look at that man. Like here, I'll look at everything. Right, but what? Why am I? Why am I? And because here's the thing: I want to take accountability, but I feel Start like when you, when you stumble, the, the food journal, I'm done. Like Start I'm not there. saying with the food journal that makes sense to me. Right, that makes sense because it doesn't matter whether it's because of this or that or this. You're saying. I don't care what it is. Let's start writing down everything. Start you writing eat. down everything. You so eat. that is that I will do, but something in me says. Even if it is that food tastes good, you still got to get a control over it. Yeah. And then the question is, what do you do when you're like, now it's easy. I'm in here. I'm full. You put things in your fr- like it just from a basic stand. And I know you're shaking your head. No, but you've got to learn. It's it's learning. I'll run over to Vaughn's. I don't have anything in my house. I keep no food. I I keep like when 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 someone lives here. Eric's living mm-hmm. here now. I keeps I ask him to keep a lot of items Dude, in. But it sounds like it sounds like Overeaters Anonymous is where you got to go. It sounds like you got to go like talk, get a sponsor, and like start working a program. I would that would be my next. If the food journal doesn't work and you can't do this on your own, then it's time you and you are asking the first. <laughs> the first step is you're asking for help, right? And you're going. This is the first this. time that I've ever said this. Like, yeah, where I go, Todd, come on, don't, you, you got to deal so, with this. So my thing is, is like you're filling up your soul with something that you're not getting in a different way, right? And I might not be aware of that at yeah, that's what I level. think. I think that's it. I think like, you know, for me, my drug and alcohol use was a, was a symptom of something deeper, a deeper, like, I'll call it a spiritual malady, right? Like where I was feeling disconnected from the world and life and it was unconscious and drinking and using drugs made me feel good. It made me. It took away those feelings of inadequacy. It took away this this feeling of I, I could disconnect and connect with people at will and do what I want. And then I was able to uh, to regulate that right. And so I was filling up my soul with something, so I would feel better, right? But but it didn't make me feel better in the long run because I was being inauthentic to who I was spiritually, right? And I wasn't connecting with something greater than myself. So I don't know if that rings resonates with you or if we're in the ballpark, but. I mean, you know, you know what I thought was good about today that I put it out there. Yeah. So that means we'll discuss it again for sure. Maybe on the next and time I will you're do back, more, and I will do more research around this. For I you. appreciate it, and and I and I and I want to do something about this. I, you know, the thing is, I when, when I quit smoking, and I'm sure a lot of smokers or anybody that whatever their addiction is, I wouldn't want to go to the improv because well, I'm going to smoke. That's what I. Yep. But then eventually, I was able to go to the improv, and I didn't associate it with just smoking cigarettes. Right. And I hope that I can do that with food. Like Triggers. I can't go to the improv because I want to eat, so I stay home. Well, and that's you have to like identify your triggers, right? And then replace those triggers with something else, 
right? And that's where like Overeaters Anonymous would be like, you call your sponsor and you say like, I really feel like eating, like, and I don't want to, and they'll they'll say, well, why do you feel like eating right now? But you know, and then you you connect with another human being that's been through what you've been through. They tell you what worked for them, and then you 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 allow them to help you through that. And by the way, this is a much more common issue with men than you would be you would think. It, it it really is. So I want to normalize that for you. Like lots of people do this and especially in this country because food is plentiful, food is available. I mean, all I do is think, you know what I do all day, during the day, eat like a saint. Yeah. Like a saint. Like one. But all I do is think about what I would normally eat if I was eating. But here's what I think we can leave it at. Okay. So the next time we can like really soak up about, you know, when you're family and like what do you do and where where do you where should i get over it and call am i justified and that i can't call should i you know all that stuff yes and i remember working with a girl that said you know like your problem you just had to stop using drugs and alcohol i'm gonna have to eat right i've heard that i'm gonna have to eat but i have to develop a different relationship with food and i think that is i think where where i would start with you journaling about it like what am i putting into my why am i put journaling about it and then asking underneath it like why am i putting this into my body and writing down why i'm putting it into my body like bring that subconscious stuff to consciousness right i'm gonna do it even if i don't understand 100 percent, because you know what the odds are after i do it for a week i'll understand yeah i think you will and i think if you say um start at least it doesn't mean this has to answer we're not neither you are or i are saying this one episode uh, is curing all my problems no at least i it's cliche but at least i fucking am gonna start and and, and you're gonna start identifying you're like why did i go to vaughn's for that piece of fried chicken and you're right i was i was sitting around the house and i was bored okay then it is boredom or i was really missing companionship or blah 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 you know whatever I, i didn't feel like going to the improv tonight i wanted to stay at home and eat why did i do that why did i want to disconnect from others so. Now let me ask you, do you have any food on you? Do you have any jelly beans? I think that the CVS are calling bar. me the jelly bean bandit. Um, are you stealing jelly no, beans? No, I eat, uh, not, not uh, um, at the... Uh, Whole Foods. Not Whole Foods even. Trader Joe's. Can I tell you something? Like, uh, 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 smart and final. I they do, have bins there, and sometimes per, I go in. On, and a, on a personal level, I just started totally changing my diet because it wasn't working for me from the body that I had and I had some health issues and it's been super challenging but I've I've worked a system now where it works for me um I'm hungry a lot man losing weight like you you're hungry it's painful it's not easy to do um but and I also want to do it because I'm working with a client that's trying to do it and I wanted to see what it felt what it what like it, can I take them there if I do it myself as well and it, it's it's been so enlightening to like I've lost like 16 pounds and and it's it's yeah, you look good. Thank you. It's not easy, I man. Know. It is not easy. So we'll we'll on another show. I like it. We'll talk about it. Maybe just those two things that we just said for an for an hour each. Okay. And by the way, it, 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 I don't want to lose weight. The other, I'll lose it this way just because I will. But like, we could have a weight bet, me and you. And okay. You know, it would work. It would. It would really work. But that's not a long answer. To no, the no, no, no. And that's the whole thing. Like crash diets, like dieting, like putting substances. Yeah. Like this is. I'm I'm working on like cha- like putting stuff in my fridge in a place where it's like, oh, I'm eating cottage cheese before I go to bed instead of 30 cheese and crackers, right? And right. it's like, and it's it's working. Fruits, vegetables, stuff that well, I... We'll talk about yeah. it. Anything, last words, anybody? You're nice. Where are you going? People where, what's going on? You know, on we, people that are listening, we say, yeah, you're nice, you're special. Can I plug a show? Kind. Can I plug a show? 
Sure. This show will drop oh, this Oh, is uh, Final Cut getting back together? No, no. Oh, Final Final Cut. Cut. I'm, actually, I'm actually performing at uh, the Wayne Music Festival. I'm a, a, a singer-songwriter. Where is it? Uh, in Wayne, Pennsylvania. Wayne, Pennsylvania? Yeah, on wow. June 10th, Saturday, June 10th. Well, look, and then I'll mention it on my podcast Yeah. over, uh, you know... Yeah. Rugby Road is playing my old college band. Wow! But Remember I used to wear pajamas and work boots. I did. The and skids, sing. skids, and yeah. uh, and I might perform with them once a little bit on the. But I'm going to be there. KCRW is presenting it. And wow! In June, God, I might be back home in June. June 10th, Saturday. I'm excited to go back home. Wayne, Pennsylvania. Wayne, right in the streets um, of Wayne. All right, everybody. You, you know Kenny what? Kearns. You know what I'd like to do? Yes, sir. We'll leave you, as they say in the business, with a. We'll pick a Mister Rogers song that you maybe never heard. I would love and, that. And uh, oh, look at that! People hear it coming in right now. Ooh. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you. Thank you, Todd. Love you guys. Peace. It's such a good feeling. No, you are. It's such a happy. Feeling. You're going inside and when you wake up, ready to say, I think I'll make us not be today. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a good feeling, a very good feeling. The feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you. And you'll have things you want to talk about. I will do goodbye, neighbor. Now leaving Nerdist.com.